Hello, corn dogs. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Well, Anchor by Spotify is your solution. Anchor allows you to make a podcast in the easiest way possible. Let me explain. Anchor has tools to let you record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. It also distributes all your podcasts for you, and you can listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever, and Anchor does all that for you. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, enjoy the show. Watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast. They're a semi-chaotic team, man. They're here for podcasting. Watch a new and podcast. Watch a new and podcast. They're headed to the tri-state to hang with Phineas and Ferb. So come along for all the thrill with Felipe, Navi, and Will. They're firing up the Rewatchinator. This is what we're going to do today. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of What You Doing? I am Felipe, here for another edition of the Phineas and Ferb recap that you come to enjoy from this little podcast. And I'm not alone. I have my plush uh, city designer by my side, Will. Will, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, excited to, to get into this podcast. We got we to gotta record it quick before it gets up and dances away. Yes, exactly. And of course, we are always joined by our massage therapist who gives us <laughs> very much, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I was like thinking, what happened in this episode? She's Allison Janney in spirit. Navi, Navi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm very anti-massage, so I'm offended that you even said that about me. Okay, well, uh, we'll just move on. If you're on. anti-massage, does that make you a misogynist make you a feminist <laughs> <laughs> that lovely voice you have heard who surprisingly has not left this chaos already but it's Chappelle Chappelle how are you doing today I'm good I, I'm pinhead Pierre right like that's why y'all have me here you're like who fits the mold for this episode we gotta get Chappelle yes thank, thank you for having me Felipe I'm very happy to be here with y'all we're so excited to have you. This is our season one final episode recap. Yeah. We had to bring in the big guns. They say you uh, haven't made it as a podcast until you have Chappelle on. Uh, yes. So now we're, now we're officially a podcast. Who is they? No one says that. The people. <laughs> Except AJ. AJ says, actually, it is a podcast if Chappelle never shows up. So we should bully AJ. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay with that. But Chappelle, I got to ask, what is your experience with the Phineas and Ferb? Okay, so I remember when I got to college, because I'm an old man, and I <laughs> would like be partying and I'm sorry, studying in the library, of course, <laughs> to all hours of the night. And I would get home and, you know, have to recover from all the heavy studying that I was doing. And I would just, you know, sometimes you just want to relax and watch something that doesn't take a lot of brain power. And I came across the most amazing cartoon in Phineas and Ferb. There were, there were days, I know some people might be familiar with my Twitter account, but there were days <laughs> where I would just dedicate all my tweets to saying how good of a cartoon Phineas and Ferb is. And for me, it's one of the 
the top five cartoons of all time. And when I saw that y'all were doing the podcast, I was like, oh my God, I just do not have the time to listen to a cartoon podcast, but I can't <laughs> wait to talk to you guys about it. So that's my background and that's what brought me here. Thank y'all again for inviting me. No, of course. And it's only fitting that we have you on to talk about a cartoon that talks about a cartoon. Yes. Um, so do you, do, off the top of the dome, do you have what other shows would fit into the top five cartoon or is it just Phineas and Ferb that you can think of? <sighs> well, see, that's why Phineas and Ferb was so special to me because I was old by the time it came out. Like, I was like, I don't, I'm a grown man. I don't watch mm-hmm. cartoons. And I was like, oh, Phineas and Ferb is on, you know? So that's very different than, you know, me growing up with my elderly, uh, cartoons, my Hey Arnold's and, and whatnot, uh, Hey Arnold and Doug, you know, those shows Speaking are like of my heyday. <laughs> rest in peace, Arthur. The tragedy. Also, yeah. a Jamaican yes. icon, Arthur. I'm going to yeah. listen de- dearly. Yeah. I love I love the tweets that were like, Arthur was so educational and taught me how to be petty. <laughs> he did. Listen, if, if Arthur didn't teach you that, then uh, Dora Winifred, his sister, DW, would definitely teach you that. That sign can't stop me because I don't know how to read. Exactly. <laughs> listen, she has never been wrong a day in her life. <laughs> When she told, uh, I think her name was Francie, to go back because no one wants her around, I felt that in my soul. <laughs> Did she lie? <laughs> Did she lie? Yeah. Um, so do you have any favorite episodes that you remember from all those late night study sessions or any songs <laughs> that stand out in your head or favorite characters? Well, Phineas and Ferb taught my old ass what an aglet was. You Same. Know? So yeah. I, I was like, well, I was definitively earlier, like older than y'all were. So I was like, maybe I should have known what an aglet was. But I guess it just never came up in my study sessions. Yeah. Um, but that, Squirrels in My Pants, of course. And then, uh, you know, we got a little callback to one of my favorites, Gitchy Gitchy Goo. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I have I, I have a vivid memory of uh, those late nights. And, uh, yeah, the songs always stood out. I think that's what makes the, the show so good, honestly. And the lyricism yeah. in some of those songs, like they are very witty songwriters in that room. Like uh, the, I know Will's favorite is the shake, 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 shake your asteroid. Um, <laughs> that was funny. That, that I had to pause the, the screen laughing that they were able to get that line into the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will, are you familiar with shaking your asteroid? Um, maybe uh, only if I've been studying enough. Uh, <laughs> I'll say that those late nights i saw yeah. those photos from hawaii oh. i i studied a lot on that trip to hawaii mm-hmm. go on <laughs> yeah um but yeah we are here to talk about out of tune and hail dufania um so who's who's leading us through the out of tune episode that would be me Ooh. Hello. okay hello hi it's snappy uh, so <laughs> the episode starts off with Phineas and Ferb watching their dad's favorite TV show, the Pinhead Pier show, which seems like a miserable experience. I would hate this show, mm-hmm. like even just growing up. It just seems like nightmare fuel. I don't know what you guys think. It moves uh, so fast. Wasn't yeah. it like the like one step into the negative was like, boom, uh, it comes on, boom, Captain Implausible, boom. I was just like, what's happening? It, mm-hmm. looked, it, it felt like he interrupted his own show to have another yeah. show, did it not? Yeah, it very much did. Was and- it supposed to be like a variety show? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it, it was almost like an, like an unhinged Pee Wee's Playhouse kind of vibe to it. <laughs> one of those <laughs> situations. <Yeah. laughs> Which, uh, uh, not to not to interrupt, but uh, are any of you all Futurama fans? I've seen episodes because yeah. uh, Pinhead Pierre is definitely the voice of Bender. <gasps> See, 
That makes sense. I'm like, what does he sound like? He definitely sounded familiar, but I I had another, like, who I thought it was, but I need to go listen back to his voice because I don't remember who I thought it was. So I I know at least it's it's John DiMaggio, the guy who does the voice of Bender. I'm I'm pretty sure he's doing the same voice that he does for Bender. Is he Slurms McKenzie as well? Or no? I don't know why that stands out as a character from Futurama to me. Uh, I I think that's right. I think he's like a (laughs) baseball player, right? Yeah, no, I think it was like a like a he was a party. He was like a slug. Oh, you got to party slug. with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never party with slurs, uh, slurms, McKenzie. That when you shake your asteroid late at night. <laughs> One of these days, hopefully. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, my favorite part of this was the aliens going bow chicka wow wow. Yes. <laughs> Shout out, get you, get you. You know who his voice reminded me of? I thought of it, Coach mm. Steve from Big Mouth. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I was like, I is this Coach Steve? You're not yeah, I'm with, with Navi. I've never seen the Big Mouse, but I, Big Mouse, but I heard that it was I, good. It looks ugly. Like the art style <laughs> looks ugly. I can't watch. I'm very much into the aesthetic, and the aesthetic of that show just hurts my brain. Okay, question Have you ever seen Bojack Horseman? I have, yes. See, for me, the art style was what was turning me off. I was like, I want to watch this like funny looking horse, but now I'm knee deep, and I, it that show just engulfed my entire life. Don't watch it if you haven't watched it because it's so good, and you won't be able to turn it off. Yeah, that's me with Better Call Saul. Although I did take a break for like a week, but shouts to Bob Odenkirk. We're g- glad that it's all good, man, um, <laughs> and that he's doing better. Uh, yeah, no, Big Mouth. Is, like I know a lot of people love it. It's just like it's fine. Like I've always been in the mentality, it's fine. It's a good like study show, <laughs> study watch. Um, but yeah, no, it definitely. Now that you say it's Bender, then it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and at the end of the program of the show that, of, in the show that we're watching and talking about, I don't know. Uh, Pinhead P asks, "What superpower would you have?" And then the boys figure out what they're going to do today, and then leave their dad alone to watch the show by himself, which is kind of sad. So I'm sure he's they, happy with it. Yeah, when they when they said this, like, I know what we're going to do today. Did y'all instantly know they're going to make a cartoon? Because I was trying to figure out how they got from superhero to animated superhero cartoon. Because it for me, I was like, oh, they're obviously about to go become superheroes. I don't know why my mind just went straight there and skipped over, like, the cartoon part. Yeah, well, so I this is one of the episodes, especially in a long time, that I remembered the most about. So... I remember that they, like, I remember, I could vividly remember Ferb with the balloon. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that that scene lives rent-free in my head. But as a kid, yeah, I probably was like, wait, they're not going to be superheroes, but they would wait for a whole ass movie to Phineas and Ferb do the Marvel crossover movie. for Yeah, that time. I think I think they went 0 for 2 this week on, on the thing that inspires them to do something and the thing they decide to do are, <laughs> are, are not what they're supposed to be. Yeah, I think, yeah, you mean the box of cereal didn't inspire you to go become a cartoon character? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it was just I, a leap. I, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, a bit of a leap. Yeah. A cool leap, but yeah. it, it took, it took a bit. Well, they get started on their uh, animation studio and they call it, which is like all just like a show and like the actual thing that, PF5000 anim, animatron? Animatron? Yeah. I was kind yeah, of that. here for them being like, yeah, we built all this stuff, but we don't need any of it. We're just like throwing money. I was like, okay, capitalism. 
<laughs> yeah, what? which uh, gets the attention of Candace. Yes, Chappelle? No, I was going to say, yeah, if you if they hadn't done the whole studio setup, don't they, couldn't they have just gotten away with this and they wouldn't have to worry about Candace busting them? Like, had they not been doing this massive construction, you, you know, project, they could have just did the animatronic. It's just a computer inside, yeah. you know, the house. It didn't seem like it, it took all of that, you know? Mm-hmm. But Candace would have found them and tried to interfere. Candace has yeah. the spidey sense. And Chappelle, we got to ask, thoughts on Candace as a character? Because we, we discussed... Candace thoroughly on this podcast. Yeah, as someone with a big forehead, I appreciate her for that. She's an icon <laughs> in, our, in our community. <laughs> um, in the five I, heads? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like It's like me, her, and The Rock. And the Kolioko cast? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Shout out to Kolioko. Uh, um, thank you. Okay, thank you. People don't give him what they deserve. The show. He didn't say <laughs> shout out to the theme song. That is true. I did not say that. <laughs> But yes, Candace, she is a pillar in the five head community, and I appreciate her for that. You know, I, I famously do not like snitches, but Candace is, is she's rarely ever successful, so I'm okay with her. So you you appreciate bad snitches? Oh yeah, if it doesn't work, you know, that's fine because then I get to laugh at you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the boys show Candace how their invention works, and then it just ends with Candace just being like, "I'm telling mom," and then she leaves. Uh, I do like the part where like just random chickens just show up like it's literal chicken scratch. I, I like that mm-hmm. part of the adventure. What was your favorite part of this whole explanation? I like uh, this. I like I like the monkeys on the typewriters. Uh, the that it's like it, it's the the whole did about like oh if you have infinitely many monkeys typing it, infinitely many typewriters, eventually one of them will write Shakespeare. Uh, but now they're just writing cartoons. That's yeah. deep. That's so deep. <laughs> I love the little. Uh, we got to see Buford's fishy again. Um, I forget the fish's name, but I like that little moment. The chickens. I was worried about. I was like, "Is this chicken abuse?" Yeah, I, you me can't out. just put chickens to work like that. I don't think. And, and then I watched I, the Survivor South Africa episode, and I was oh. stressed out about them showing us what happens to that rooster. Big Wendy would not be happy with this animation no. Oh, no. video. No. Uh, I also like I, the robot with the beret mm-hmm. that was cute too yeah no i was gonna say the same thing i was like oh <laughs> Chappelle, mm-hmm. was it, your favorite thing was the art bot as well well, well that for sure because it didn't it like break did it it fell over it seemed like it was having an emotional moment with this uh with this uh artistic vision because it didn't it didn't really work out for them also somehow the things ended up shredded and then they mm-hmm. came back together I, it was very convoluted but that's fitting some verbs so i wasn't shocked I did also like that the microphone, they speak into it, it scans them, and then it just like takes, it makes them into like, after the end of the process, but mm-hmm. into these beautiful cartoons. I think we're, we're skipping over the important question. Uh, if, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? What would your, what would your cartoon be? Having an empty podcast feed? No, that's what <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I always liked Beast Boy's power, like to turn into like shape shift into anything, uh, or in his case, animals. But like, if I could be a house in one second, and then like a teapot in another, and then a fish in the third, I don't know. That that's cool. Why would you want to be a house? Uh, to give people shelter. Oh, oh, let's humanitarian. Yeah, he, he wants he wants many people inside of him. Whoa, <laughs> 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 William. <laughs> 
He said, you know, you're not a house, you're a hotel. <laughs> Felipe putting the hoe in hotel. Okay, I see you, Will. <laughs> I can't follow that up. Um, <laughs> I would like to fly, you know. <laughs> I, no, I, th I think I would I would want something like time related, like like the remote in click. I want to mm. be able to pause time and just like, I don't know, sleep an extra hour. And then and see then, how your depression ends up after you do that so many times? Yeah, okay. sure. We'll, we'll roll the dice a little bit. So did y'all do the census uh, for Robin and Kivanisa podcast uh, I did. this week? And <laughs> I, I had to take a moment, lay down, take a nap after I saw it's Finding Nemo Science Fiction. I mean, it, it definitely <laughs> caught me off guard. But I, I think there was a question on there. It was like, if you could like stay awake without getting tired, would you, you know, like if, if you had the ability to just stay awake for 24 hours, all the, like would, you never had to sleep, would you, would you actually still want your sleep pattern that you have right now? And for me, I was just like, that was a really hard question. Cause there's so much stuff I want to do, but yeah. I really love, I really love sleep. So also, maybe that would be my power. If I could just like stay awake all the time and just sleep randomly throughout whenever I want to, but never actually get tired, then I could do a million podcasts. That mm -hmm. question did make me pause for a second, but then I was like, no, because then I'd be awake with my like stressed out thoughts for like an extra eight hours. <laughs> and at least when I sleep, maybe like I won't have those. Sometimes they like seep into your dreams, but mm -mm. that was, okay. that was my thinking. But real honestly, Chappelle, you barely sleep anyway. So I know. Right. So a part of me was like, what if I could just never sleep? Like it never be fun? <laughs> it's and, always uh... Chappelle o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, I could be a supervillain. That would be my supervillain name. Navi, what power would you have? Ooh, I guess invisibility. I just Why? don't want to see me. <laughs> so she could read her book in peace. <laughs> yes, that people stop bugging me. Maybe my boss will ignore me and be like, oh, hey, it's not that different. She's not in town. It's fine. <laughs> That's fair. Also, my bad. My boss came back today, and it was very mm -hmm. not stressful, but it was just weird. I did not know how to talk to about anything. Wait, it was is this your, like your boss who was also kind of like your dad? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> like I was gone and for like two weeks of vacation, and then he went to for two weeks of vacation, and then he came back. And is, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to talk to you anymore. It's very. Your, it's been a month. <laughs> Is your boss one of those people who comes back from vacation and they say, oh, I need a vacation for my vacation? I I, I don't think so. I okay. think he's very chill about the whole thing. Like, he was very happy to see me. He's like, used to hey, do that. Yeah. you're is, here again. Is your boss the kind of boss who will ask you to synchronize your, your comedic entrances and then yell at you if you're a touch later, touch early, like Carl's boss is? Mm-hmm. Oh, he would definitely be <laughs> very anal about that. <laughs> World yes. of dance. Yes. Well, Isabella, Buford, and Baljeet show up. And Buford is about to ask, what you doing? But Isabella cuts him off, which was a, yeah. a boss move by her, I guess. He, he stepped on her line. You know, I, again, this was jarring because when he said it, I was like, I don't remember him saying that. Does this happen ever again? Does anybody else try her? Because I think she kind of drew the line in the sand like, hey, Buford, listen, we got to talk. But later, later, yeah. we'll hand, I'll handle you later. I like that. I don't remember it. Maybe, I, maybe they do it with Baljeet one episode because I could see them like coming back to it. But mm -hmm. uh, this is the first occurrence of that, I believe, except for um, 
in the next episode when we get uh, the Norm doing what you do. And... Yeah, that's also because like everything is backwards in the second episode. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think they, they have some like funny plays on it sometimes, but I, I think everyone knows whose line it is. Anyway. Gotcha. Yes. Well, those three want to be in the show too. And Isabella says she wants to be the rainbow because it's all about sunshines and unicorns or whatever, you know, those things. Uh, Baljeet wants to be Hanuman Man, uh, which is based off uh, Indian mythology. Yeah, this felt problematic. I I didn't know. (laughs) Uh, Like, I wasn't confident in that, but I was like, this this feels problematic that, like, they go to this again. Because I I noticed the music cue, and it was definitely Mm -hmm. a South Asian music cue. I was Mm -hmm. like really y'all are gonna lean into this again after that episode that we had with aj yeah i i did at least like it for his character that you know they tried to set him up for oh you just want to be the guy who gets good grades and shit and he's like actually i want to fight for once yeah (laughs) i like that yeah at least he got some character development yeah, that was pretty cool because they were about to stereotype him and just be like, listen, oh. you you like they 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 like, hey, listen, we like you like school, you like studying. He's like, Yeah, duh, but I'm more than just that. <laughs> and so yeah, I thought it was pretty mm. cool. And and his superhero looked amazing. Like, was, yeah, that's scary, yeah. you know. So I liked it. Yeah. And I will say in India, a lot of the kids' cartoons there do use like the actual like Hindu gods and goddesses in their shows to like sort of, I don't know, like moral like be a moralizing figure and be like you can be like krishna or you can be like ganesha or whatever yeah uh, so it, it is like pretty on brand i mean granted i don't know if that was like intentional if like dan pavenmeyer and his team like did that research or not but like i found it very interesting yeah did, um, did rick riordan ever write a percy jackson series about the hindu gods or no because i feel like i know he did the norwegian ones and the like egyptian ones after the greek ones so if he hasn't, idea. I feel like maybe he shouldn't write it, but someone like on his team should. Line. Yeah, but like maybe someone in the that like publishing company who is more knowledgeable about that that like seems like it could be successful. Mm-hmm. I have not read Percy Jackson. Does that make me a bad person? No, I think it make, no. makes you a bad young adult fiction reader. Yeah, For well, sure. I don't like YA anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. Even yeah, like Harry not- Potter, like I just read I'm it because my class read it and i was like navi what i've been lovely talking to you we'll see you when you decide to come back no it's fine (laughs) it's fine because i too cannot acknowledge that book series the due to their uh problematic author yeah um, history was on my side with that one (laughs) you were right (laughs) navi always right i'm just saying she hasn't had a wrong opinion yet. I, I actually have never read Percy Jackson either, but I did see the movie uh, in the movie theaters. It was yeah. two of them, right? They did a sequel. Yeah, they did the sequel, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but and I never... going to be a Disney Plus show, I believe. Oh, okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Also, random aside, I took the Harry Potter, like, what house are you? And I thought initially I would be Hufflepuff, but then I got Ravenclaw, and then, like, the next couple of times I took it, I got Slytherin, so I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> You're the Don't avatar of the, the houses. <laughs> you, you keep us all together now. You just move between house and house and house. Every time you die, you just re-get, reincarnated in another house. I, I guess. Chappelle, you're a Gryffindor, right? Please. <laughs> I'm a Slytherin. Slytherin. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the most Slytherin person who ever existed. Yeah. 
I remember reading Harry Potter the first time and thinking the whole time, like, I mean, I, this is all Slytherins can't be like this. And I was like 15 years old thinking like that. And now, like years later, people are like, no, I'm a Slytherin. I was like, thank you. Finally, y'all are on board with this, this movement. You know, mm-hmm. um, history was told by the evil Gryffindors, and that's why the book turned out like that. It's fine. See, I'm a Hufflepuff, like many, many of the people in the RGP world are. <laughs> I'm the only. Hufflepuff too because they're like the nice ones right no that'd be the Slytherins come on to, come on over to us <laughs> I, I am a, a Ravenclaw who wishes he was charismatic enough to be a Slytherin that's probably fair but, uh, you I know. said nice come- I meant boring <laughs> I, I, I think I'm a Slytherin every time I watch a bunch of Survivor so I was like oh shit I can do that but yeah, yeah I can't I can't do that Whereas I'm the opposite. I'm like, watch Survivor thinking like, I could never do that. I could, yeah, I I'm, a, I'm the nicest Slytherin that ever existed, you guys. <laughs> Softy. Yeah. Well, it's not that. It's just that I don't think I would be good at it. I'd be like, I am totally doing this. And they'll be able to see through me. And then they'll be like, you're- No, you're not moaning Myrtle. They can't see through you. Oh no, not a no. ghost. <laughs> okay. Is it cheating if it's with the ghost? Wrong podcast. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to spend half the podcast talking about Renap. <laughs> That's every podcast. Well, it, started, here, it started on the Nathan for Us podcast. And mm. then like it just kind of turned into okay. Renap. Wait, but am I misremembering that like this was a discussion on News AF like years ago? I'm sure Maybe. it was. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. I don't know, but uh, I'm interested to hear what comes from these results. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm curious mm-hmm. too. Back to the episode. Uh, <laughs> so we go on to Buford and he like goes on like this whole like spiel about how like he has to look deep within his soul, but then he's like, I'm going to be Belchman. <laughs> and that's his character, which I don't know. That sounds disgusting. Wasn't what, that Carl's it? superpower in Jimmy Neutron? Ooh, maybe. Sorry, it sounds, right. you it sounds right. No, it sounds about right. <laughs> um, I'll look this up. No, I I want to know if this is a practical power. Why your power is to belch? What what do you, what do you do? You know, like are you are is you like or is this just something you have? Is it like a shock wave? If like you like aim it at <laughs> someone and then like boom, like it throws them back. It's like that's the only utility I see of it. That's the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so <laughs> nasty. Uh yeah, so Jimmy Neutron's superhero team was called the N Men. Um, not a great name, IMO. Uh, but uh, Carl Weezer was Burp Boy. Ah. Um, and uh, Sheen was the Vibrating Lad. Just throwing that Whoa. one out there, too. He was basically the Flash, though, right? That was yeah. Because I remember him, like, running, like, around. Vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> that word's got a very specific connotation that they knew what they were doing. So, Will, what's worse, the vibrating man or the house? (laughs) (laughs) I think vibrating is a little bit worse. (laughs) Okay. If you say so. (laughs) Well, well, for a show for children. We don't have to get into it. Oh, my gosh, Will. Jeez. Sure, 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 sure. It's PG, gosh. (laughs) Yes. And then Phineas is multi-man, which is pretty basic. Yeah. I'd say. And then Ferb didn't even get a power. His belt got the power. Yeah, I guess he's like the Batman of the crew who like just fights naturally with gadgets, I guess. And he's just yeah, Mm -hmm. and he's just Ferb guy. 
He doesn't get a Wait, cool name. He doesn't get any superpowers. He's just like a normal guy. Which is that on, guy. That's on brand for yeah. That's on brand for 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 sure. Yeah, and together they form Team Improbable, and they're gonna fight Control Freak, which is just Candace yelling at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, Candace's power was the telekinesis. She said, you know, I want to be able to read your minds and then bust you. And so they gave it to her. And they gave her that power and that name very quickly. Like, you would think that Phineas had that on the tip of his tongue. He's been dying to call her a control freak for months <laughs> at this point. <laughs> he had it in the can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we get a scene where, like, Candace is just, like, yelling at Phineas. And he's like, got the take. It's one take, Flynn. And then that, like, I guess transitions into the the backyard theater that they have set up where they can watch the superhero movie or show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And this predates the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I guess. Like, when did Iron Man come out? The first one, 2008? Yeah. I think, was, I think out... this might have been after both yeah, Iron this, Man and this the Hulk. Episode, this episode came out in 2008, 2009, 2008 on Disney Channel, November 2008. So yeah, uh, both Iron Man and the Hulk were after or or before. But this is, this cartoon felt much less like um, a Marvel movie to me, and more like uh, that episode of uh, Fairly Odd Parents, the Channel yes. Chasers, and then mm-hmm. even they, Implausible Man. Into... Oh no, I was gonna say the superhero episode of Fairly Odd Parents. Well, there was a yeah. lot of superheroes in the Channel Chaser uh, yeah. episode too. You know, they did the Dragon Ball Z callback yeah, and a couple like other Maho things. Mushi. I watched that recently. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, a good one. Yeah, no, uh, but the, even Implausible Man kind of looked like Crimson Chin. No, no, I can see it. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I did like that when Candace decides that she's going to call her mom to snitch, um, the voicemail is already set up saying, like, Candace, could you leave your psychotic rant right here? It's, it's just like, psychotic rant? Like, like, do you think her mom is forwarding her calls at this point to a separate phone? Her mom has just a burner just for all of Candace's evil, like, voicemails and, and like, phone calls. Because there, that was an oddly specific voicemail. Yeah, she I definitely did. has her own voicemail for Candace and, like, one for everyone else. <laughs> Honestly, I don't blame her. It's the snitch hotline. Yeah, she didn't (laughs) give her the real number. (laughs) Yeah, and so Candace gets tomatoes thrown at her because everyone is booing her. But Ferb and Phineas as well tell her that, you know, people love a good villain. Mm -hmm. That's what Chappelle Mm -hmm. said when he read Harry Potter. It's true, I, but I think they're gaslighting Candace here. You know, they're like, yeah. Candace, they they love you. This is they love tomatoes are are like a sign of respect. You know, <laughs> they're just trying to gas her up because yeah. she can tell they're booing her. But I, I I agree with them. You know, people love a villain. You know, a villain you love to hate. That's what you want. You don't want a super super yeah. evil villain, but you want like a villain with a heart of gold. I don't know if that purpose you know describes Candace to a T, but I'll take it. Yeah. I love that Chappelle brought up Candace Gaslight Watch before Will did. We love that. Yeah, we we have a recurring segment that we call the Candace Ooh. Gaslight Watch. Oh yeah, are um, you are you counting all the gaslighting? Yeah, we are just keeping track of all the times when like Candace is very much uh, in the right of, and her parents just make her think she's crazy because you know, not just her parents, Phineas, Ferb. Well, yeah, Society. Isabella. One time, this this definitely gets a tally on the on the Gaslight Watch. Yeah, mm. probably an extra point because Chappelle brought it up. Mm, look at that, the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like the movie ends and then everyone goes up to take a 
take a bow. And of course, Candace gets it with a tomato and she's really feeling the love right now. Yeah, I think Ashley Tisdale did a great job in this episode because like, I love the sarcasm in her voice that every time she popped out and she was like, really feeling the love right now, but she embraced it. And yeah, love Candace. Candace is a real star. We we can't ignore that Buford is like scalping tickets for this. <laughs> 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 this man has a, bu- a box of money he's been selling admission to this uh this viewing party and fin- like Ferb has Phineas and Ferb have no clue that this is happening they're just like wait no we didn't charge anybody like, yeah yeah sure we didn't charge anybody he's walking around with probably a good stack of cash because there was a lot of people at this event yeah yeah I mean he's hustling you would think that Phineas and Ferb would need some funding for their daily activities after the roller coaster. They've just been living off that. So, because they did charge in that first episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they they charged for the roller coaster, but but by Phineas's own admission, not enough. Huh. So so the funding model was basically the first episode throughout the entire summer. Is that what we're led to believe here? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's what uh, the creator. I a lot of us follow him on TikTok. And he's mm-hmm. he's said the same thing that like they charged money in the first episode and use that to fund everything else. Okay, so maybe they collect Buford's, you know, uh, like a portion of Buford's admissions here to kind of keep them going into next season because I just don't think that roller coaster money is going to go this far, especially if they didn't mm-hmm. charge enough. Yeah, yeah. But these are also like Linda and Lawrence are definitely kind of parents who like give their children like twenty dollars a week for like literally doing nothing. Twenty dollars mm-hmm. a week famously pays for a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I'm pretty sure Linda gets royalties for I'm Lindana and I want to have fun. It mm, plays in the true. elevator all and the time. Yeah, and Gitchy Gitchy Goo probably gets some royalties too. I forgot about Lindana. That's a good song too. Have y'all gotten to that episode already? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Make your money, Lindana. We like that. Yeah. No. Um, okay. We well, love the I'll Lindana song. Yeah. I'll wrap up the Phineas and Ferb and Candace plot because towards the end, it kind of like intertwines with the doof and perry plot anyway so we'll just get into the doof and perry plot here wait um, pause i gotta ask Chappelle. yeah Perry the platypus and dr doofenshmirtz i need your thoughts like off like in general not just this episode how didn't they get a spinoff there should already be another show or a game or something like that right like where it's just them because do we need i mean Phineas and ferber great but like this is his own like lane of television show and they do a good job and there's they minimal dialogue you know at least from one side so yeah i don't know i don't have any real issue with them i think they're cool um but this was like a staple in old cartoons they would have like the main cartoon and in the middle they just plop in a, like a superhero like a uh, secret squirrel or something like that <laughs> like in the middle of a mm-hmm. car- episode or rocking bull week like would be just pop up and there would be underdog there it's this it's been going on forever but, you know, rarely do we see that cartoon actually become its own cartoon. And I think, <laughs> unless I missed it, they missed an opportunity here to just make Phineas and Ferb, well, Perry and uh, Doofenshmirtz to have their own little, you know, mm-hmm. running show. Because they could have got some money out of that. I think I think there's a market there. Agreed. I know Definitely. they have, like, the Disney World, like, not ride, but, like, they give you a cell phone. It's like, you're, you you're work with H&P, and then each country in Epcot, Doofenshmirtz is trying some different shenanigans with their cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to take over Mexico or like uh, I want to say like he tries to like uh, like explode with a pinata in that one but yeah and so the, I know they like do like not not like 
episodes, but they they do profit off it a little bit. But yeah, why is there no TV show? Why is there no like even like those old Disney Channel interstitials with like five minutes between like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jack and Cody and Hannah Montana? They could have like done a little Phineas and Ferb uh, Perry versus Doofenshmirtz episode. I'll tell you why. It's because Rob and Akiva don't like Perry. <laughs> what are they? Are they anti-Perry? I remember them uh, like mentioning uh, Perry platypus before. I, I didn't know they had a strong stance on Rob, that. I, I, I believe Rob said it was the worst part of the show. But they also didn't watch the best Perry the Platypus <laughs> episode. They like watched a, a subpar yeah. episode for Perry okay. the Platypus. We don't love that. I had to start a boy, boycott Renat yeah. thing. We joined Allie Lasher and her um in her. And anger. Allie Lasher can do no wrong. So yeah, exactly. So there you so go. Maybe maybe try to convince Chappelle to move to New York. Oh my God! I, the the messages I could show y'all. She's horrible, but we love her regardless. What, what was the thing that you tweeted out uh, about Scally and Allie? Uh, they tried to move, get you to move, and then New York had something happen. There's a fire breathing dragon in, in New York in the gutters. I saw it on Twitter. You can't change my mind. And these people have been inviting me to New York. Like I won't get eaten. I'm sorry, I can't come. I don't want to die. Have you seen some so. of Nicole's tweets with the rats? Yeah, <laughs> this is I I can't. In yeah. Texas, we just have guns and racism, and I'm fine with that for now. <laughs> for now. You know, I'll let you know if I want to move over to, like, huge sewer rats and, like, the Ninja Turtles and, you know, dragons and stuff. But I'm yeah. good now. Yeah. Chappelle needs to protect his peace. Thank you. That's all I want. Yeah. Uh, I do find it fascinating, though, at this Epcot ride with Perry and, uh, and, and Dr. Doof. Uh, he's leaving in traveling into other countries now like the tri-state yeah. area just wasn't big enough for him i mean he tried to take over the the moon a few episodes ago he wanted to do finger puppets on the moon so look at him he, okay. he, he dreams big we like that yeah once you build your own country you got to take over others too <laughs> yeah i guess so so navi tell us about the dance let's do some some cha-cha chaing into that storyline okay yes well uh the Perry plot starts off with him using the emergency shoe and Major Monogram makes a joke about it. And then he tells him, hey, Doof is taking over or is trying to take over the world or with the power of dance. And he's using it for evil purposes because he saw it in a magazine called Evil Week Magazine. I thought it was Evil uh, Beat. Evil Beat. Evil Beat Magazine, yeah. which is what Will does every day. <laughs> wait, wait, what? What? I just had to get him back. I just had to get him what? back for the, the hotel one. What why is, on, on why is God's it green flat earth? <laughs> why is it evil? Will. Because God said so. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not my God. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get Will back for the hotel thing. Oh my gosh. That's good. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> Chevelle showed up at Chaos Happened. <laughs> I, hey, I, you see, I'm comfortable. I'm not going anywhere. Um, so, so I have to understand this, the limitless power of dance. This was a dance Ray Navi. Is that what happened here? Yes. It's a dance Ray that he made by accident because his clothes got soaked. And so he wanted, um, to use the Ray to replace his broken dryer to instantly dry his clothes. And instead it just turned into a dance Ray and causing everything to dance, including the dryer repairman. This is a, this is hard for me to understand because instead of just fixing the dryer, he built an entire dryer ray. Can he not build mm-hmm. a, a dryer? 
No, Doofenshmirtz is always about cutting the corners and but by doing the most and then also <laughs> always being petty about it. Um, so we do respect that. I just I just feel bad for that the repairman who was dancing in the closet by himself while like he, did he have enough oxygen? Like was he yeah. okay? He has a quote saying the sweet horrible self-expression through movement. That was like his yeah. one quote. So deep. It's so deep. I know. I also like that Doof is a Betty's fan. I know Will's yes. not a Betty's fan. They're terrible Doof- people. They were they were abusing a child and using her two for children. Two child. <laughs> two child. <laughs> child. <laughs> what is happening? Everyone is just putting their foot in their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that Doof traps Perry in one of his leg warmers that he was using for his yeah. workout. Is this the 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 simplest like capture he's ever done to Perry? He just took it off his leg and just snapped it onto him. And Perry had no defense for that. I mean, I understand that Perry is, you know, a, we love Perry, but what is this, Perry? You can't do any better than this. That this is a leg been, warmer. That might have been grosser than the burp, honestly. Like the oh, the leg warmer. Leg warmer. Ugh, never mind. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Especially Ew. if his clothes can't get dry. Oh yeah, like all that Ew. sweat. Ew. Well, Perry doesn't have to worry about that for much longer because he escapes and then starts attacking Doof, which somehow causes the da- dance ray to like hit Doof and Perry and they start dancing. Mm-hmm. It also yeah. breaks the fat head of like the magazine cover, which uh, Doof is very upset about. Mm-hmm. I like how it, it makes them them dance together and, and Doof and Schmerz is like, oh, to make it even more embarrassing, the platypus is leading. Yeah, what was yeah, the dance the- they were doing? Were they was it the jive? It was kind of it was an <laughs> upbeat dance. What were they doing? Some kind of swing dance or something. I don't I don't watch enough Dancing with the Stars to know. Oh, I Here's guess I was a ball, ballroom expert on the on the panel today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think Perry would win. We saw him do the like, I, I'm I'm going to call this a jive, maybe like a West yeah. Coast swing type right. situation. But by the end, he does the conga, so that's uh, something. Yeah. He's got yeah. range. I think he ends up doing the Macarena at some point. Uh, Dr. Doofenshmirtz definitely hit like the hardest Macarena I've seen in at least 20 years. <laughs> so I appreciate it. He's that. probably the only one who's done the Macarena in at least 20 years, at least someone hopefully. over the age of 18. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully this thing is not happening in other places. But, you know, the Macarena was a movement. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not shocked that they brought it out for this cartoon in 2008. Yeah. Um, what, what was everyone's favorite uh, elementary school dance? Wilson's the chocolate chicken. slide, I guess. Yeah, mm. I think that was my go-to. I like the Cupid Shuffle, which shout out to that episode we did where Will gave us the backstory of I, Cupid on the voice. I do love the fact that Cupid went on the voice and sang the Cupid Shuffle on the voice. And they turned around and were shocked <laughs> that it was him. They were like, it's you, Cupid! Like, <laughs> have you ever heard the song? It's very clearly him. <laughs> and the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen on the voice to that, to that day and probably will never be more embarrassed in my life. The fact uh, that he was like, I want to go on The Voice to redefine who I am as an artist and show people I'm more than just the Cupid Shuffle. <laughs> and then he performed the Cupid Shuffle. Do what you're good at, <laughs> you know? Maybe he thought, just, I just need to get the Cupid Shuffle to get my foot in the door. And then from there, you know. Do that episode fine. on the Reality Rewind. I, 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 I can't think of a better set of lyrics to show off your like vocal talents than to the right, to the right, to the right, to the right. It's your boy Cupid, C-U-P, the I, the D, you know? 
It's fine. It's a thing that happened, but we don't have to talk about it too much longer. Thank you, Will. <laughs> yes. Also, the dance ray dance rays itself and ends up dancing. And that's yeah. how Perry try, defeats the dance ray. It was very funny and also very weird. I didn't quite. I, I was living for Dupin Schwartz bewildered that Perry was doing the conga line. He's like, no, we're doing the Macarena right now. What are you doing? Like, Perry the Platypus definitely a vibe killer in that moment. Yeah. I well, don't Perry's need... often a vibe killer for Doof. <laughs> I don't think you need a dance ray to get people to do the conga line, though. It's just kind of one of those yeah. things where you see people doing it and you're like, okay, it's fine. Yeah. This, is, this is okay. We'll do it. Um, I, I, I will say I love the TV that was dancing when we get there, but like that that giant TV doing its thing, I was I was obsessed with the inanimate yeah. object. Navi, what happened here? Did did the ray like shoot the TV from across the? I mean, a lot of yeah. rays shoot across this this tri-state area all the time. So is that what happened here? Yeah, it's basically what happens. It hits the TV and also the audience, and I think it had like a residual effect because even Linda on her way home was like i feel like dancing right now mm -hmm. and then of course like everyone like dances on out of the backyard uh before she gets there and then candace uh was like it just got up and danced away and it very much reminded me of uh sandra saying it grew legs and walked off walked off <laughs> yes <laughs> i was like where have i heard this before and i was like it took me like a second i was like oh Oh, my queen. <laughs> we don't even have a machete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect line. Yeah. And, and Candace didn't even bother trying to explain this to Linda. At this point, she's like, look, it's, it grew legs and walked off. I said what I said. Goodbye. End of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Was this the episode that she left her mouth on the floor and I was just waiting for Linda to say, honey, close your mouth. You're going to catch flies. Because <laughs> she said that in the previous episode. I was like, did she mm -hmm. say that often or was it just one time? No, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. So what do we think? Yeah, I had a fun time. Like this, these two episodes were like great episodes and we'll get to them later. But yeah. I think these were like some of my favorites in a long time, like especially back-to-back -back episodes and two that I definitely remembered really well. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Will. Well, my my only thing I, is I'm still a little bit curious of like the technology of this dance ray. I think it's I think it's a a, a great invention, and I I just wonder if they're just like harnessing the power of Gloria Estefan or something. <laughs> I, I mean, you could just use music to do that, yes. I guess. Yeah, well, <laughs> specific specifically the song Conga by Gloria Estefan. I can't mm -hmm. hear that song and not want to dance. Same. Yeah. Do yeah. the conga beat. Maybe, maybe I will build a dance ray and play the Kodlioka theme song and then aim the dance ray at Navi and get her to accept that it's a good song. It's not gonna work. It's gonna be a dryer and it's just gonna dry her clothes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Kodlioka theme song is not good. Mm. Uh oh, fighting words. <laughs> it should Don't attack the five heads like that. Don't I attack them. Die. I will die on this hill. Kodioko <laughs> should not have even been on the bracket. Shouldn't have even been considered. Not even on the short list. Fight me, Navi. <laughs> I'll, bring it, I'll bring in AJ. AJ will fight you. No, this is an anti-AJ podcast as long as I'm here. AJ will do nothing <laughs> of the sort. <laughs> so, you guys, what was the next episode called? Because I think in my notes I just put Hail Doof. Uh, Hail Doofania. Uh, mm. Dufania, the name of the the fictional 
I guess it's all fictional. The name of <laughs> <laughs> no, like the very real place. <laughs> Wait, but actually, I did want to ask, what do we think about the meta commentary in the beginning of the episode about like cartoons and like what cartoons are like? They like definitely leaned into that when they were talking with Lawrence. I feel like Will probably appreciated that moment. Yeah, that was cool. I think it's very much like in in the movie uh, that they came out with last summer, how they have the whole bit where there's like a scene and then they pull out of the scene and show them talking about the storyboard for the scene. It's yeah. th- this this show loves to get meta, uh, and I love it when they do. Chappelle, have you watched the movie yet? I have not watched the movie. Should I be watching the movie? Maybe maybe you can come on the. It's not that's bad. Probably, it's, that's uh, probably like our finale podcast of the whole podcast, right? So maybe Chappelle can, can close that out. Yeah, I think, I'd do I it. I think. Uh, Who's in it? Uh, isn't Allie, Tiffany Haddish Allie, in it? Yeah, Tiffany Haddish does like the voice of people exploding. I think. Uh, <laughs> okay. And I think Ali Wong is the 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 alien queen. Okay. Yeah, There's a lot I would going be happy. <laughs> I'd be happy to come back and watch and watch the movie because uh, I think uh, I was forced to watch High School Musical this year, um, largely mm-hmm. because of Felipe and oh. Matt Lagori. <laughs> and so uh, now, yeah, this could just add to my uh, my uh, old man watching young movies uh, repertoire here. Okay, so, but first okay. I gotta get you to watch High School Musical too. Yeah, High School Musical two is the best one. So I've heard, but I mean, after High School Musical 1, I'm a little shell-shocked. I'm just, I don't know. I'll say, maybe I'm not ready for the power of High School Musical 2, and we'll just leave it at that. Once Chappelle watches High School Musical 2, he'll do three, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, all of High School Musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> he'll just get so into it. He'll be like, yes, Olivia Rodrigo, I'm here for you. I, I get the, I get it, and it's not because of your album. I finally get the appeal. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I, th- I think in, in Chappelle's mind, saying that High School Musical 2 is the best of the high school musicals is like saying the Whopper is the best thing on the Burger King menu. Yeah, because it's, I will never know. The burger, yeah. It's still the <laughs> right? Burger King menu. Or like, right, and I, will, and I will never know what that means because I will never taste that. And so, yeah, yeah. I, maybe one day I'll taste High School Musical 2. <laughs> well, uh, not to go on a tangent, but... This popped into my mind because I was thinking something, trying to make a Cheesecake Factory joke. How did you feel oh about God. that Twitter lady who compared your girl Tiffany to the Cheesecake Factory? I've never been so offended in my life. <laughs> I, but it's okay. I reported her account. So, you know. <laughs> and I have the dislike button yeah. now. So we, I will be going to search that tweet just to let her know that I am not pleased. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do Tiffany like that. Cheesecake Factory, how dare you? <laughs> Um, uh, well, okay, correct for the record. What is Tiffany? What what place at the mall is Tiffany? At the mall, Tiffany could never be at a mall. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, that's the problem. The ghetto, like, <laughs> put Tiffany at no mall. You know, she she is everything there is and more. You know, like is she like, huh. yeah, she she is she's all encompassing. There, there's no way she's just a, uh, like a random mall kiosk or some. Ra- uh, she don't hang out with factory. Paul Blart. Right, like this is not even her lane. They, they stop, stop it, stop yeah. it. She's luxurious. <laughs> uh, are, are we ready for Hail Dufania? We, I'm am. I don't know about these two, but I am. Okay. We'll see. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so, this this episode is like a totally reversed episode. So everything that normally happens to Phineas and Ferb happens to Doctor Doofenshmirtz, and everything that normally happens to him happens to the boys. And and Candace and Vanessa get switched. Um, 
So the, the fact, headline of the of the episode, the return of Alice and Janney. Yeah, Al, Alice and Janney is back and reprising her role as Charlene Doofenshmirtz, uh, ex-wife with lots of money. So, um, so wait, hold on. In this episode, um, Vanessa, who is now Candace, uh-huh. is trying to bust Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Does this come up often? Has she been trying to convince I mean, their, her mom that... Chappelle, like, were you sleeping on the song Busted? I mean, listen, I, I had to remember if she was like, if this is like the first time, how long has she been trying to convince her mom that her dad was evil? Because it's pretty obvious that he's evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think... This is not a surprise to anyone. I think there have been many other episodes where she's just annoyed with her dad. There was there was really only like the one where she was actively trying to snitch on him to her mom. Yeah, because yeah. her mom seemed like she did not care at all. Like yeah. at least Linda, Linda will like entertain Candace to an extent, but like her Vanessa's mom was just kind of like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like he's evil. I married him. I know. You know. <laughs> like fine. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, she was at the spa. It was okay. me day. Theory. Does Charlene not want Vanessa to know that she knows he's evil? Because then she's like, this is what I'm funding with my alimony money. <gasps> oh. Wow. <laughs> like okay. the family, the family business. Yeah, I kind of like this. Charlene's complicit here. Yeah. She can't let she's, her daughter find out. She's the Hermione Lodge of it all. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've seen Riverdale. I have not, but I know who that is. Yes. <laughs> I stopped watching partway through season five or episode season five. five. You made it to season five. No, I stopped watching like season one, episode five, like partway through when like uh, what's the redhead girl's name was like going on her whole soliloquy. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? So <laughs> I was like, this is going to be a perfect pandemic show because otherwise I'm never going to watch it. I got to episode seven. I was like, what am I watching? This show is insane. And I hadn't even gotten to the Gargoyle King at that point. Um, and yeah, so I just gave up. The highs and lows of high school football? No. Apparently now there's like racist cults in there. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't need this energy. Pass. I deal with that in real life. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, so since this episode is is backwards, we actually open up on Doofenshmirtz. Uh, so he is reading the paper. He finds out that his brother, Roger, was elected mayor, uh, and he's just disgusted. He's, oh, my, my brother, he's so honest and reputable and law-abiding, uh, and he's, you know, he's upset that his brother is mayor. Wasn't he already mayor? I thought so, too. I, I'm a bit confused when he did about the, poopinator? the continuity of it all. Yeah. I thought he just won the key to the city. Um, oh, right. that might be right. That might be right. Um... But he, he finds out that, that his, his law-abiding brother is, is mayor, so he tells Norm, I know what we're going to do today. There's not room enough for both of us. Uh, and, and he gets this idea to, I guess he doesn't say at the time, but he gets this idea to, to build his own floating country on the sea. Oh, wait. I, I have to keep stopping you guys because I have to really get into the, the I, I need to know what he's going through here because his brother is the mayor of the tri-state area. Yes. So he has the, the mayor of the, the, the states and he has to leave the country because of this. <laughs> yeah, you, you could you would think he could just move I mean, a he, few states he's away. He's a very petty man. <laughs> I, I wonder if like 
he because he just goes off the coast so i wonder if he like has to stay close enough to keep getting his alimony checks mm, that probably makes but i guess sense. Mo- moving out of country i, I guess is is probably legally far enough away even if it is you know a couple miles yeah i don't think he was in international waters though i mean it looked like he was just right off the pier for when he, yeah. when he actually yeah. gets this going so i yeah. don't know it just seemed like a like a reckless decision for someone like to like oh my brother's the mayor i have to be like like just leave all together you can just leave the city you can just go to a different state it'd be fine but no he but had not, to leave the entire not one country. of the three that he's the mayor of yeah, yeah none of those <laughs> but we also established that this is like this tri-state area is always moving because sometimes they'll put it in nebraska and north dakota if they need it to be there for the episode sometimes they'll move it down to texas they're like they move it whenever it's convenient so dubis mm. might need to get out of the country is the name of the city the tri-state area is like is that the, the whole name of the city the name of the city no. is danville no, 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 no. The way they move it around, there can't be like Danville can't be in three states at a, at a time. So yeah. they're like Danville County and like the tri-state area is like the city. Mm, and then that okay. way they can, yeah, they, they got to okay. move this around because there's no way that you your brother becomes the mayor of one of the three states surrounding Danville and you decide like, I'm leaving the country. I'm out of here. Yeah. What is Dr. Doofenshmirtz if not reactionary decisions built on spite? It sounds like a Hufflepuff to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we we see Vanessa, and Vanessa's in her room, and she's wearing uh, Candace's clothes, or Candace's usual clothes, and and she's talking to her friend uh, Lacey, uh, and and she's complaining about how she looks like a giant candy cane or a walking candy cane. Uh, Her her bedroom is, is very much like wednesday adams meets hotel transylvania vibes it's like she's got a a coffin shaped mirror i think i saw in the room really really going all out with with uh projecting herself as a quote-unquote goth girl does she ever refer to herself as gothic because i've this is the probably the episode of television that has said the word goth more than any other show because i don't think i've ever heard her Say that she was gothic, but everybody mm-hmm. on this, every time someone sees Candace wearing black, they're like, oh, you're goth now? You're goth? You're mm-hmm. goth? So you're gothic now. Oh my God, Candace is gothic and it already has one like. <laughs> Where did this come from? Does, does Vanessa get the same feedback when she dresses like this or no one just cares about her? I don't know. We and, don't really spend a lot of time in Vanessa's social circles. It's usually with her dad or Candace's something. Outfit, Candace's outfit wasn't even that goth besides being all black. Candace mm-hmm. wearing it was more like a like a Kim Possible thing than a than a, a a goth thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Also, is Vanessa goth or is she just like? I think she's just trying to be cool. Punk, like so, not punk. Yeah. I would say much more than goth. She well, is. What's the but line? Like, just a between... badass. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's the line when you have a coffin in your room? Is that punk or is that goth? That's true. That's true. I'd say coffin. Coffin That's is definitely psychotic. Got. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chappelle, what is Vanessa on an Enneagram? Annoying. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't what? know. She like because I don't get a lot of Vanessa. Uh, in, you know, throughout. I mean, she's just complaining a lot. But if she's yeah. gothic, you know, your 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 general like caricature would be maybe like a four or something. Yeah. Um, what about this? Uh, poor doof he could be a seven like me (laughs) he's got got a lot of interest (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I think, so, well, no, sorry, hold on ahead. real quick. I have another question though. Like with yeah, this, with this coffin, is she maybe part vampire? Oh, hmm. hmm. I mean, Doofenshmirtz is from Gimmelschnoop, which could be a fictional vampire. Or maybe she gets her vampire half from Charlene. And Charlene oh. doesn't think that Heinz Doofenshmirtz is evil because she's actually a vampire. And she's like, oh, he's just like an amateur at being evil. <laughs> like she maybe. recognizes how incompetent he is because she's the actual evil villain. Maybe Charlene's brother is the racist Confederate soldier from Twilight. Okay. Okay. Yes. Navi, Navi, you 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 famously didn't like YA. Do you like Twilight? I've never read Twilight. Have you seen the movie? Watch the movies. Navi Should always I? right. No, Should change I? it. No. Have you no, seen the Hunger good. Games? Or watch them or the read Hunger? the books? I didn't because I thought it was a knockoff of like another uh, similar concept type of book slash movie called Battle Royale. So I didn't watch it out of principle of that because of like it ripped it off. Even though so I you're don't just think- as petty as Doofenshmirtz. Hunger, yeah. Games, <laughs> Hunger Games ripped off Fortnite. So Navi. <laughs> uh, so Vanessa is very annoyed with her father. Uh, and he's he's making too much noise. So she says he's being so loud she can't hear herself gripe. <laughs> well, don't we hate that? You know, like I want to complain, but I can't complain enough because you're too loud. Like I, I think complaining is so like lethargic sometimes. Yeah. And it's like this. Sometimes what, it's just like that's why you're on Twitter. That's what I do. I literally complain all day and I feel good about it. Look at me. I'm so happy. So yeah. I get her. You you sometimes you just want to yell into the abyss and her dad is making it way too hard. Mm-hmm. Uh so Norm actually gets a what you doing in this episode. Norm asks Dr. Doofenshmirtz what you're doing. He says he's building his very own fortress of evil-tude. Uh and and Vanessa barges in to see what's going on, and her dad tells her she looks like or she's dressed like a clown. I, I <laughs> fell out of my chair. This is fun to me. Why do why like okay, again, how often do the, does the fashion come up to where now all of a sudden Candace can't dress and neither can Vanessa? Because when Candace dresses like Vanessa, everybody tells her she's goth. And when Vanessa dresses like Candace, people say she looks like a clown. I think she said she looked like a what was it, a, a candy cane? Yeah. Yeah. Like wh- where is this coming from? All along, we thought she was a fashion icon and we were lied to. No. The the clothes gotta fit the person, I guess. I guess, mm, you guys. <laughs> but uh, Doofenshmirtz explains the whole situation. He's building Dufania, his own country, his golden country on the sea, uh, and he shows the the little plush model he built. It's like a tiny little scale model, because um, he had a lot of felt left over to to build the plush model. Uh, and Vanessa's so excited. She gives him a hug. She's like, uh, you know what this means? It's like, I, I finally have proof <laughs> so I can tell my mom on you. Again, why do they never photograph? Like, you would think these people with camera phones would take a photo and that would solve everything. You he, would think. But then where li- is our cartoon? He lives in a lair. <laughs> like what what other proof do you need you know like, his building literally says doofenshmirtz evil incorporated <laughs> right like mom you'll never believe this but dad is evil no what do you like who tipped you off vanessa like, what gave you that idea he even incorporated it of course he's evil <laughs> 
if there's if there's anything that's evil, it's corporations. Big business, yeah. He's he's double evil. <laughs> uh, now I just got the Haley Ford rap stuck in my head. <laughs> teach me corporation. Teach me. Teach me corporation. Oh no! Everybody study. Every everybody study. This is not okay. Uh, I mean, that's so- what Chappelle used to do. <laughs> Wait, Chappelle. On a scale of one to ten, and everyone on this panel, on a scale of one to ten, how is Britney's rap this episode? Uh, oh, it, did she rap today too? She, she rapped for like two seconds. Too. She she kind of, it's kind of like she did the thing where you kind of rap and then she just like read the room and so then she mm-hmm. just turned it into almost a poem because she still was rhyming. She just yeah. took out the beat. Who got more bars, Britney or Jordan Kalish? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that is all. That's all I have. Plead the fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Charlene she gets the phone call from, from Vanessa while she's in the spa having her me day and weird detail I noticed while she's in the spa she's like getting a massage and she's got the cucumbers on her eyes like they always say uh, but she's wearing her glasses <laughs> she's got glasses on and she's wearing cucumbers over the lenses of her glasses that seems kind of intuitive yeah, what's the point of this? Yeah. I noticed that the massage therapist literally broke her leg. Yeah. Is that how it usually goes? Isn't that more of like a chiropractor thing? You guys don't go to the spa? It's clear. Obviously, you've never had your leg broken by a massage therapist. <laughs> I didn't know I was I was dining with the uncultured today. Um, <laughs> no, I think, uh, yeah, I definitely think something's wrong here. She should probably press charges. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah, I was worried about that leg. Um, so she she gives her kind of the same the same runaround that that Linda usually gives Candace. She's like, "Oh, I'm I'm busy right now. I'll call you later." Uh, meanwhile, Dufania, the city, is finally built, um, and they're they're out at the docks, ready to push off. Uh, and and Doofenshmirtz is like wondering why Perry isn't there yet. Uh, and I guess we'll we'll talk later why Perry isn't there yet. But uh, he he's like, oh, Perry the platypus isn't here. I hope something horrible happened to him. And that's the moment that I decided to cancel Doofenshmirtz. Friends. But he he can do all this shady stuff, and then when he causes harm on my favorite platypus, then I want to throw hands. Yeah, I mean, but he was thoughtful. You know, he's yeah. like, oh, you know, like if he, since he's not here with me, I hope that you know something is bad ha- bad is happening to him. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. See, that's that's the spin. That, yeah. I was not <laughs> Poor Perry in that sand factory. That sounds that looked painful. Yeah, sandpaper factory. Um. So Vanessa is on the phone with her mom again, and she's like in a mud mask whenever she calls her. So she's like, "Oh, I'll 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 see you at Fe." And Vanessa's like, "Are you saying four or five? And she's like, "No, I'm saying Fe." Uh, and, Nobody has any idea what this means uh, until until later in the episode. She she shows up at the the freight emergency harbor, F E H Feh. I got nothing here. There's this is the worst acronym ever. Um, yeah. Better or worse than Falte. Okay, you slowed me down there, but <laughs> I, <laughs> at least Falte is memorable. When I saw this, cause I've seen this episode before. When I saw this, I thought she was saying like four or five. She's like four. Uh, fair, five, 
six. <laughs> I was like, maybe she's saying six. I have no clue what's going on here. So I was shocked to see that this is the name of the harbor. I thought mm-hmm. it was she was trying to do that thing where she was like September 32nd or something where like she, she didn't have to show up or like that Parks and Rec episode with April, like when she scheduled everything on March 31st, not thinking that um, so she just like could get out of it. But now she showed up. Yeah, but she didn't tell her what time, you know, she just happened to pop up because I think they were on just two different pages. Vanessa's trying yeah. to figure out what time she's coming and she's telling her what location she's coming to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she's got to communicate better as a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Doofenshmirtz, he reveals the country. He plays the national anthem for, for Dufania. Uh, and he's he's like, oh, does does it end too quick there? How what what how do how far into creating a country do you go ahead and create an anthem? Because there are no people who live here. And um, why, what do you need an anthem for so so quickly? Probably like a week before the first month ends. Mm-hmm. What? I think. Okay. I think only only if you're gonna enter the Olympics is when you can need a <laughs> national anthem. I mean, right. this po- how long did it take for this podcast to have an anthem? Will? Oh, I thought we had it right away. I think it was Maybe like we didn't. two episodes at least before we got it. So, okay. So what yeah. was on top of that? It, so, they just, it, it, sometimes it takes me a while to make music. If they ever revive Phineas and Ferb, how do we get you on the songwriting team? Um, well, thing thing about me and my songwriting process is uh, all of it has to come from a, an already written song. <laughs> <laughs> I can parody songs for days. Wait, I July was not an original composition? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that one I wrote myself. That one, uh, Dolly Parton doesn't exist. No, she does. No, She's great. Don't slander Dolly. She, she... No, I, I, I won't. That's why I, yeah. I backtracked on, on my, <laughs> my uh, you know, bad joke. Yeah. She's a saint. Uh, so this is, is just about the end of the Doofenshmirtz plot here. Um, we'll see some stuff later that, that the country's going to end up sinking uh, because the inner tube that it's floating on gets popped. Um, so whenever Vanessa's trying to show her mom, oh, the city, she just sees the, the plush model of it because the real city has sunk to the ground. She's like, oh, at least this plush model holds together unlike that dining set that you tried to build. Real, uh, real shade at the ex-husband here. Look, nothing like an ex-wife to come and uh, bring you back to earth, right? Like, like yeah. you think you start in a country, but I have to remind you that you can't even put together, you know, simple <laughs> IKEA furniture. It's it's what the man needs after his country sinks to the bottom of the ocean. He needs to be humbled just a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Norm pops out of the water. He asks if anyone's up for lawn darts. Uh, Doofenshmirtz says, "I'd rather play hide and seek, so I don't have to see you." Uh, but it turns out that, that Norm is really bad at hide-and-seek. You don't say. Okay. I mean, he's like Someone, a seven-foot robot. Someone remind me when, when Norm came into play and how. What do we got here? What's the Norm backstory? Uh, so Norm was built in episode 17. Um, it was a, he was a giant robot spawned by this like old infomercial-type movie that was like the the enemy of the platypus is man. Uh, okay. So Doofenshmirtz built this robot that was just a giant man that he was going to use to kill Perry the platypus. And then his next appearance was uh, the when Perry the platypus was caught on the street traffic camera 
uh, that Candace wanted to use to bust her brothers. And then he's like, I'm just going to borrow Norm for a second. And Jip was like, okay, as long as you don't mess up my Invisalign routine, you can take Norm. And yeah. So those are like the two main Norm appearances so far. Yeah, this is weird to me. Most of Doofenshmirtz's like inventions and stuff don't make it throughout the episode, you know, like yeah. they blow themselves up or even, even Phineas and Ferb's inventions <laughs> blow themselves up and stuff and yeah. just don't make it. So for Norm to be the one like, running gag, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the one that turns from invention into actual character. Okay, okay. I can't ah, remember yeah, where he Norm. came from. I knew y'all would know though, so I, yeah. but I could not remember where he came from at all. Yeah, and he even... uh not invades what's what's the word when like you like go covertly into the other group's organization espionage like yes. undercover so, yeah yeah uh in, in that episode where uh major monogram is singing with the animals he somehow finds his way into that that <laughs> circle of yeah. sing along moments uh so that's that's kind of it for that storyline uh perry shows up and and Doofenshmirtz kind of gives him the same oh there you are Perry that that Phineas usually does at the end of an episode, but uh, okay. yeah yeah and he and he shows up late and this is because he has the collar from the fight that they didn't show us but it's like a, a flashback somehow he ended up in a sandpaper factory that's what that's what happened here first time Doof got one over on Perry yeah Perry was kind of thwarted by a, a small opening door. Despite the fact that he usually has several other ways he could get into his lair. Uh, this time he picked the door that was a little bit too small for his. Yeah. his oh, but I was talking about the shape. flashback where he. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outmaneuvered him. Um, maybe. I guess we didn't see the end of the fight. I, I don't know if it's one of those fights where Perry got, got ripped up by the sandpaper, but you should see the other guy. Also, like, <laughs> where, like, Phineas and Ferb are real bad pet owners. If they're like, what the hell happened to you, Perry? Like, he just, like, goes off and he comes up, like, scratch. Like, they, like, I don't know. So, someone someone should. Kids I don't advocate for the cops, bad, but it, someone should call the cops on them. Yeah, kids are usually pretty bad at taking care of pets. And these two very smart kids are no exception. Let's be very clear, though. Everyone on this show is negligent. Nobody is paying attention to the things that, that should be paying attention to. Like, Linda... Candace is trying to tell you that your kids are in danger almost every episode and they're spending an absorbent amount of money on random like objects and, and fun that could possibly kill them a lot of times. And mm -hmm. she does not, she almost doesn't care. We rarely see dad. I mean, when he does pop up, he does not have a, the finger on the pulse of what's going on either. Dr. Doofenshmirtz and his daughter are pretty much in like t turmoil the entire time because she's sick of his stuff and he's evil, you know, that, that nobody here is paying attention. Phineas yeah. and Ferb do not care that much of what Perry is doing from time to time because they're too busy out here, you know, causing mischief. These badass kids, you know? When Perry and so, the Platypus and Peter the Panda are the most responsible characters on the show. Right. I yeah. mean, just, I mean, just let's be very clear. This, this, we should probably dive into the lack of responsibility all these people have and hold them accountable moving forward. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it like that until you mentioned it. But the, yeah, the one thing that ties everything in the show together is negligence. <laughs> they're not paying attention to anybody but themselves i think we should yeah. start a dialogue next time <laughs> yes open up that conversation <laughs> um uh so the i think the the phineas and ferb plot is is much more boring in this episode um because they they're sort of taking on the doofenshmirtz role in this episode of 
building some innator that does something that will inevitably get self-destructed by Perry the Platypus. Yeah. Uh, so they even call it an innator. Yeah, they do. They call it the rainbow innator. Uh, so they're they're eating uh, cereal. Isabella meets them and says, what you eating? Uh, and they're eating these these fruity rainbow flakes. And Isabella holds up the box and it's got a unicorn and a rainbow on it. And she says, uh, oh, I've never seen one of these in real life. Um, so, of course, Phineas thinks she's talking about a rainbow. And he says, oh, I, I know what we're going to do. We're going to help Isabella see a rainbow today. Did they really need a machine? They could have just like, if it was a sunny day, like sprayed the hose on like certain angles and then. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like there's there's a half dozen elementary school science projects you can do <laughs> to see a rainbow that, yeah. that don't involve building a machine. Okay, but Navi, next time I ever see, or the first time I ever see you, I'm going to eat a bowl of Lucky Charms and I'm going to be like, Navi, I've never seen one of these before. And I'll be talking about the leprechaun, but I'm gonna hope you are you think I'm talking about the pot of gold and then you give me a pot of gold. I wish I had enough money to give my friends pot of gold. I've been I've been thinking about entering into the lottery, but I'm too stupid to figure it out. So I'm just like, <laughs> no, you just pick six numbers. Yeah, but that's hard. How do I pick? 13, there's name? one. Ash Chappelle. <laughs> now you got five oh. more. Oh no no no! I am very lazy. If I when I do the lottery, I just tell them to do the quick pick. See, now that's the key. Let the machine mm. pick for you, and then you don't have to worry about it. Um, some would say that that's rigged, but I don't think you can prove that. So you just do it <laughs> and move on. You know, protect your peace. Let them pick the numbers, and you don't have to stress about you know what lucky numbers are out there. But when you do meet Felipe and he shows you this box of lucky charms, you have a lot of options. You don't have to pick the gold, the the pot of gold. It's hard. I exactly a red balloon there there are cheaper oh, options here dark horseshoes yeah, yeah. so Felipe, be, be be careful what you wish for you never know what you're gonna get this time yeah um i had another comment to add but i completely forgot what i was gonna oh yes navi you should take your survivor rankings and align your top six seasons with the numbers of those unhinged rankings mm. and wherever they place them and that's your six numbers oh okay go so China is like instead of instead of like number one, it would be like thirty three, and then that's. I'm still upset that Rob's like China's eh, and I'm like how is it eh? When did he say that? He hasn't watched China yet. Me and Navi had a separate conversation with Rob the other day <laughs> behind y'all's back, and me and Navi basically told him that he was wrong, and then he's on correct. Clubhouse. No, this was on the uh, patron the patron call. Oh, oh, that I cool. joined, and then all of a sudden, every single device that I own started going off. <laughs> yes. Well, I was already defending China, but thankfully, Navi showed up to, you know, help me, you know, just like she's perfect. So we knew that was coming. And, and Rob, we jumped him, and he deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think, I think we need to, like, gather around, gather the troops, and again, once again, call his ass out on uh, him saying Perry the Platypus and Jewish were so boring. So that's another... We just gotta we just gotta coordinate the next patron call. <laughs> yeah, we'll jump Rob every time we're on. This will be a new thing. I, I like it. Yes. Speaking of getting jumped, uh <laughs> Perry the Perry the platypus uh comes in wearing like a like a veterinarian's veteran yeah, veterinarian, not a veteran. Uh the they're both vets. I just have vet written down. <laughs> I had to remember the long word. Uh, he's wearing the, the little cone of shame that they give to dogs after they get fixed. 
Um, like um, Gina Marie have to wear that for a punishment one time. I was like, yes, you deserve to be shamed. Oh my gosh, they put that on a human? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you not see the Tommy Rocket costume? They put random stuff on humans all the time. In that, That's house. true. That's true. Plus a Gina Marie, so it's debatable. Speaking of pets, we finally have a veterinarian in fake Winnipeg now after oh. like over like half a year of not having one because the previous vet was like, I don't know, I like to call her the Hoochie vet. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> go on she kind of like would was kind of a bitch and would like cheat on her uh significant others multiple times and like so everyone in town knew because they all knew each other but they didn't give a shit because she was also the vet and she would also overcharge anyone anyway she went on like a week-long like cocaine bender and well, like was just mia and like everyone all the pet owners were like hey we have appointments why isn't she here and she was like at home like coked out of her mind i need to move to <laughs> finnipeg there's like so much gossip there i feel like the fact that navi who has no pets knows all the drama yeah and then like afterwards like they're just like okay you are no longer in charge of this institution and then she just stopped practicing uh medicine for pets and then like over like half a year later we finally got a veterinarian who wanted to show up here so yeah that oh. that was my story is she still in fake winnipeg oh yeah she's still around there too <laughs> for the for the drop for the for the gossip for the gossip me and felipe are coming for the gossip yes who needs new york we're going to one fake of, winnipeg one of my yeah. my favorite things is is getting in like small town gossip facebook pages of towns that i don't oh, live in this town fake winnipeg like everyone is still basically like in high school and lives on facebook like is there it's a facebook just... page send us a link oh yeah there's so many <laughs> facebook pages like someone got kicked out of a facebook page so then they made their own facebook page and everyone also is a part of that facebook this page. sounds like the binge mode <laughs> facebook page Ooh, what's that What's the, the binge mode the, was the a podcast uh, with uh, Jason Concepcion and Mallory Rubin, and then Jason left um, the podcast because uh, the Ringer has like drama. Um, but then there was like, I forget what the topic was. It was like something Wonder Woman, and then people were like, "Oh, we don't need to talk about like gender and like or I don't remember." There was some drama, and then like there was like tone policing and like just like policing in general of the group, and then people were like, "Let's start a new group with like no rules, no mods." <laughs> No rules, just right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A clandestine. Uh, a lot of people from the RHAP world are in the binge mode Facebook group. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think many people move to the second group. Oh, uh, okay. I need to see what this is in the second group. I need to see what's going on. I'll just add Chappelle to both groups and be like, <laughs> yeah, here, please if you want. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, actually, no, no. I, I do. I am curious about the Navi uh, Finnipeg uh, Facebook group. I'll join that for like two days and then leave. Hashtag Hoochie Nurse. Hoochie Vet. <laughs> That's, was it Hoochie that's, Vet that's, or Hoochie Nurse? Yeah. Hashtag for the episode. That's the episode yeah. hashtag. Hashtag Hoochie, Hoochie Vet. Vet. Yeah. Okay. We like this. <laughs> uh, so so Perry is in one of the cones because he got scratched up from falling into the sandpaper factory in, in a recent fight with Duke and Schmertz. Uh, so he's, he's in this cone for the rest of the day, at least. Uh, meanwhile, we see uh, Candace's perspective that, that she is wearing Vanessa's clothes the the all black sort of combat gear um and uh which 
why did neither of these girls just like have other clothes they could wear? Probably because the dryer was broken mm. and their clothes were dancing, you know. So maybe that's why Vanessa didn't have any other clothes. But I don't, I'm not sure why Candace could just reach into her closet and pull out literally the same Candace outfit that she always wears. Yeah. We, we've seen like more than once, we have seen Candace go through like a montage of what she's going to wear for the day. She didn't have to wear this, she chose this. Yeah, it was a look. Um, so the the boys start to build their machine to to make a rainbow for Vanessa, and Perry tries to sneak away and in, in through the little door into his lair, and and the cone is just too big. He he can't fit in the door. Uh, so we we see Major Monogram on the on the TV screen, and he's just waiting. He's singing some get you get you goo he's doing some like like vocal warm-ups that a that a theater theater kid would be doing yeah sharpay would be all about that Chappelle understood that reference <laughs> i don't know who that is that is a person that i do know uh i was i was disturbed though uh monogram this is he fed up with carl at this point what's going on here i thought they were better friends than this he seems annoyed at him this is some like boss employee problems i feel like he's treating carl rudely yeah if i were carl yeah. i'd quit i mean we, we've we've mentioned a few times about how how alka doesn't feel like the best working environment uh, they, they yeah. always call perry the platypus in on his day off or in the middle of the night or while he's watching his soaps mm-hmm. it's like maybe maybe it's a little bit of a hostile work environment it kind of seems that way. I, and then he does the thing that, I mean, I guess we all think, but we'd never say out loud, or at least you're not supposed to, where you're singing by yourself and someone joins in and sings along with you. And you're just like, hey, this is this is not a duet. This is a solo. Thank you. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we're not doing that. And he shut Carl down. I was like, but we love Gitchy Gitchy Goo. I thought this was like, this is a sing-along moment. So yeah. I didn't love this. I was I was hoping we had a little bit more for Carl, you know, but mm-hmm. whatever. He's, he needs to get out of there. He needs to, he needs to find Carl. a job. Yeah. yeah. Carl should go on a reality show. Get away from Major Monogram. He should go on the voice. You have to handle <laughs> the voice. No, no. Too hot to, Carl would <laughs> Carl on too hot to handle. Are you sure? He'd, he'd have a ton of money by the end of the uh, the season. <laughs> yeah. Woof. Carl on the challenge. Let's get it started. <laughs> uh, so Isabella asks Phineas what what you're doing, uh, and Phineas is like, "Well, you know how you haven't seen a rainbow in real life," uh, and he keeps interrupting her before before she can actually say, no, I was talking about a unicorn and not a rainbow. Um, which, like, this isn't the first time that Phineas just interrupts Vanessa, uh, Isabella all the time. Yeah, fireman. Uh, kind of disappointing. Um, <laughs> but he, he keeps interrupting her and is explaining the rainbow inator is going to make the biggest rainbow in the tri-state area. And it's, it sounds like, like Doofenshmirtz when he normally explains his, his evil schemes. Yeah, and I mean, just like Doofenshmirtz, we see what happens, right? Like, Perry the Platypus shows up to screw everything up. Yeah. Um, so, meanwhile, Candace is is running errands with her mom. Her her mom has to, like, return this novelty lawnmower <laughs> that her dad bought. A jackalope one, right? Yeah, it's a lawnmower that looks like a jackalope, and she goes to return it. Uh, and And Candace goes in with her, 
And she's like, man, I just don't want anyone to see me in these clothes that I chose to wear today. Uh, and, and one of her friends sees her and takes a picture and immediately sends it to everyone. Who is this random girl? Like, we've never <laughs> seen her before. We will never see her again. Like, at least make it like Dee Dee or um, who, who was that one friend that she saw once and then came back like 20 episodes later? Jenny? Yeah. Okay. Make it Jenny. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's this, this, this girl. Oh, it's according to the Phineas and Ferb wiki. This is her rival, Mindy. Oh, you can tell because this was some evil. This is some evil maneuvering right here. Like she sees her in goth in goth attire, you know. And apparently, this is something that she should be ridiculed about because <laughs> Anne is is embarrassed to to look like this. And this woman instantly like takes the picture, uploads mm-hmm. it, and then starts bragging about how many people have been have been viewing it. So yeah, it makes sense that this is a rival and not an actual friend. How tall uh, okay. is Mindy? And okay, how this... how old is Mindy according to the wiki? We love this. Makes sense. Out. Uh, it doesn't say how tall or old she is, but uh-huh. she was previously in Jerk de Soleil, the circus episode, and was interested in Jeremy <gasps> romantically. So this mm. this makes sense. Was she the vet? Um, uh, she's only in these two episodes. Okay. Uh, and in the first episode, she was voiced by Ashley Tisdale. And in this one, she was voiced by Allison Stoner. Okay. So she's a character that shows up twice and is not even consistent in who who does her voice. No, so um, in the oh, just to give Chappelle context, the Phineas and Ferb wiki is wild. There's one character that was like, this character is older than Gretchen and younger than Madison, or I don't know, one of the other Fireside girls, and that was like their age. So that's why I asked. Yeah, yeah, it like doesn't say how old people are, how tall people are, only in relation to each other. Right, just some things you can ascertain probably just from watching the show. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, she's taller than Candace, but shorter than the mom. You know, it's like, oh okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. So they, uh, sorry, well, go ahead. Will, I have a question. I yeah. am a in my real life when I'm not podcasting, I'm a teacher, um, uh-huh. basically. And um, I have been in situations where I've left my home looking not like a teacher, mm-hmm. and hoping that nobody sees me. And literally, Were every you time. you mid studying? Sometimes, but sometimes it's just it raggedy. Like I. That's. <laughs> no sometimes i'm just being raggedy and i need to go to like walmart or something you know and it's just like i don't feel like getting dressed i'm wearing my humble pie t-shirt and sweatpants or something and uh-huh. every time a student will see me every time and it's the same exact reaction it's oh my god oh, Chappelle. <laughs> like no go away and they're like let's take a picture like get away from me get away from me kids and it happens every time and then they like bring their parents over like this is my teacher and then like clockwork on Facebook, I'm tagged in something. Mm-hmm. I'm like denying friend requests. So I get this. Does this happen to y'all? Have you ever just left the house looking bummy? And then of course someone walked up on you. Uh, I was I was about to ask if I've ever told this story on a podcast of a time I ran into a student in public. Uh, I don't think I have. Um, but uh, so, so there was one day while I was uh, in, in, this was about two and a half years ago. I was, I was teaching a bunch of freshmen, uh, college freshmen in, in calculus. And I, I was 22, 23, no, 23, 24, somewhere around there, uh, old enough to, to, uh, you know, partake in the social studying scene as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my friends were, were hanging out at the, the, the public studying centers, uh, reading many books 
mm-hmm. um, uh, to the point where where uh, we may have been illiterate uh, by the end of the night. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm you know walking home to to my friend's car who who studied didn't study at all that night so they could drive the rest. Well, of don't home. they know that reading is fun, especially when you got a library card? Right. Like Arthur well, taught us. We've we've got to have one person not study so we can True. get home safely. Uh, mm-hmm. So we were we were walking back to their car and I was about to cross the street, um, and I thought, uh, you know, in in my my well studied mind, I thought, you know, the fastest way to get across this street is if I run like Naruto across the street. <laughs> so I I you know did the little Naruto run across the street. Was, Are you a drunk weeb? Um, I, I think I just like attention. I think that's it. I've never actually seen. Are you Naruto. sure you're not a fire just... sign? Um, oh, hold on. Are you wearing don't, the headband? Don't drag the rest of us down with you, Felipe. See, I, I have never seen Naruto. I just know the run. Oh, so it, do I also it... need to convert you too? Uh, maybe. Is it know. more or less iconic than the Amanda Kimmel run? Ooh. I don't know the Amanda Kimmel run. It's pretty oh, we'll iconic. see it soon. You'll see, <laughs> see it soon. Coming up on the countdown. Um, uh, I, so, I too so, have never seen Naruto either. So I just, but, but you know I do run. know the run. Okay. I know the run. So I, I run like Naruto across the street and you know, I make it across the street and it's fine. And I, I see a guy riding a bike on the street. And I, I look at him and he looks at me and I'm like, oh shit, this is one of my students. Uh, he he, he kind of pulls up to me and he, he stops. And I was like, hey. And I, I point at him and I say, hey. This never happened. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he said, uh, you're right. It, it never happened because I also have been studying a lot and I'm riding a bike right now, which is kind of illegal. Um, so as, as far as we were concerned, it never happened until the end of the semester they do that thing when when you're in a college class you get to throw oh, no. out a little evaluation about your professor just give me Stop. anxiety um, so oh, no. In, no in in i get these evaluations back after the semester's over and of course they're all anonymous but one of them says like uh will's a great teacher uh he's got a really cool naruto run <laughs> oh, shit. that's perfect so they, that. Yeah, that, that's my story of running into students. Imagine if that uh, wasn't him, <laughs> like some random student wrote that. No, not random, but he just told everyone. It's, so like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a secret. Everyone yeah. knows it. Only one student was brave enough to put it on the review. He, he yeah. recorded it, and he's got. It was no longer behind already. a secret. <laughs> but it's Barely probably on TikTok. Front of the secret. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love Y'all that have story. any good uh, uh, running into teachers outside of class story? Not better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into my RA at a bar once, and I was not twenty-one at that point. But mm. we like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so oh, was it twenty-one? I don't know. I don't think I was. I don't know either. <laughs> we, <laughs> what about yeah, Abby? For, the, for the purposes of this podcast, you were definitely twenty-one. Yes. We do uh, legal legal things here. Yes. Navi, what about you? Did you ever see, have you ever seen a teacher or your boss doing something that you're like, ooh? Well, I mean, when I first moved to fake Winnipeg, I lived with my boss and the station manager for like three weeks. So like, 
it was very bizarre because like on the same weekend I showed up, it was Mother's Day weekend and like one of their sons came up. And so like, I was so used to like my station manager being like pretty like, okay, so here's what you do. And she's like very chill. And then as soon as her son shows up, she's like, <laughs> and I was like, does anyone else find this weird? And like her other son was just there grading papers. I'm like, no, just me. Okay. <laughs> Is this before or after you got drunk at karaoke that time and, and uh and like ruined this was after life? this was at my previous job? Please, she wasn't drunk, she was studying. Yeah, oh, was yeah, studying. yeah. Studied at karaoke for sure. And having a meltdown over karaoke songs that I what should song? Sing. Well, it was a very outdated karaoke machine. I didn't know a whole ton of the songs. Because mm-hmm. I'm not an old like Chappelle. I, like I am oh. definitely an old. I am definitely an old. I'm getting older. I might go to the beach tomorrow and just just expedite it. <laughs> <laughs> like like the kid from the Naked Brothers Band movie, or like he's one of the kids in that sh- movie. I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that the one say, that I'm Nicole? Know that. <laughs> Nicole has a story about one of them saying that her friend claims to this day that her first kiss was with one of them, but I don't remember if it's that yeah. one or the other one. I have mm. no idea. We'll have to find out. Um, we're just about to the end of this plot, I think. Uh, they're they're doing another errand. Uh, this time, Candace is like, I'm going to stay in the car. Uh, but she sees that the parking meter is about to run out. So she gets out of the car to, to put a quarter in the parking meter. Uh, and of course, she she runs into Jeremy and just totally, like, folds under pressure she sees jeremy she doesn't know what to say uh but Chappelle, what are your thoughts on jeremy as a character eh, it's fine yeah i mean it's got to be the only guy in the whole town because candace is obsessed with him still but mm-hmm. i think she could do better. speaking I of simp squirrels in my pants oh my a big simp <laughs> <laughs> big squirrels in my pants energy yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is kind of the last we get of of the Candace as quote unquote goth is her asking Jeremy, oh, but do you like it? Which maybe this was this was the whole thing. She chose to wear this, hoping that Jeremy would see her. Uh, and she, then, sorry, go ahead. No, it's like you you're embarrassed until someone tells you you look good, and you're like, oh, never mind. You know, yeah. Like you get a haircut that you don't really love. So it's like, I really like your haircut. You're like, oh, do you? You know. So <laughs> I feel her on this one. She was she was because she was making excuses. He hadn't even really mentioned it. You know, she was already like, well, listen, let me tell you what happened. You know, like I tried to get my clothes, and then the clothes didn't happen, and then I I wore this, mm. and then such and such took a picture of me, and he never really complained. So I think ultimately she just kind of stopped and said, well, if you don't have a problem with it, then neither do I. So I respect that. Why didn't they look at what they were given? Like, isn't it a clear bag at the dry cleaners? Like, <laughs> why can't, why didn't they just look? Like, that's like where the part of the episode derailed for me, but okay. Well, I mean, it it, it had to be a choice to put these mm-hmm. clothes on. But it's, they shouldn't have not, even left the dry cleaners. When they give them like, the bag, they, and it's a clear bag with the dry cleaner clothes. Well, even then, I would, I would assume that they're wearing clothes to go to the dry cleaner. Yeah. Like they're they're already wearing something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, again, this family is negligent and they don't care. So they probably just grabbed the first bag they saw and came home. You know, like they yeah. didn't think about it. Like, does this look like Candace's clothes? I don't know, maybe. Sometimes she dressed like a gothic person, sometimes she dressed like a candy cane. It doesn't matter. Phineas and Ferb were probably doing something crazy. She was like, Oh, I gotta run and make sure I bust them. Didn't even look. Yeah. Not so- I'm not shocked by this. Yeah. Um, so Phineas 
ready to fire up the rainbow inator. Uh, he shoots the rainbow. It it causes some some fishermen to like cast their hooks in a weird direction, and it turns out the fish hook pops. Is that what, the... is that what Frenchie was talking about in his nomination speech? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, he did catch whatever a fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the fish he claims he was trying to catch. So I guess it, it, I guess it's yeah. valid. Uh, so it 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 pops the in the inner tube that's holding up Dufania. And that's that's what causes the the country to sink into the ocean. Uh, Perry tries to run into this small door one more time, and he gets very dizzy and accidentally bumps into the self destruct button that's built on the Rainbow Inator. Uh, so it uh, it self destructs. We love that. Uh, he has a little like butterfly flies into his cone and he sneezes. Uh, which which makes Phineas say, bless you, Perry the Platypus, uh, which is very funny. Well, Ferb has the line of the episode, which is like, why do we have a self-destruct button on this? Like, why 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 is this here? Why does this even exist? And yeah, I, again, Ferb, always right. I mean, this is this is clearly the answer. Like, who took the time to install the button and why? For what reason? Probably Phineas, because Ferb would never... Yeah, Vince is extra AF, so I'm not shocked yeah. by this. This is Chappelle. Do you follow Vincent Martello, the voice actor, on Twitter? No, but I do know of Vincent. He seen his is, work. <laughs> seen some of his his tweets. Yeah, he, he has some of those. He he's he's got quite a few thirsty tweets out there. Oh, really? Yeah, because that's um, is that Greg from yeah. Everybody Hates Chris, right? Yeah. Yeah, I need to go follow him now since the tweets sound interesting. Who is he thirsting over? Um, uh, anyone? Just generally. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my energy. I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, um, yeah. He it, it it's very he's very thirsty. Okay. Okay. Following now. A lot of the replies are always like, Phineas, please. <laughs> oh, you know I'm gonna have a good time with this. <laughs> and, uh, one of the, I think one of my favorites was like, uh, I know what we're not gonna do today, Vincent. Oh yes, the follow has been deployed. Maybe he'll follow back. We'll, we'll see. Maybe he'll um, think you're the real Chappelle. I mean, you are. That should real be Chappelle. my my new Twitter name is the real Chappelle. The <laughs> real Chappelle, not oh Dave gosh. Chappelle. So, are you actually gonna change it? I would like to. I just haven't had a great like I've had some some good, you know. Has anyone suggested Chappelle O'Clock? Yeah, but I don't love it because I whatever mm-hmm. I, whatever I want my Twitter name to be, I want it to be the same on all platforms. I yeah. like when mm-hmm. other people say, like, oh, follow me on all platforms at this. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. would like to be followed at all platforms. But Chappelle O'Clock really is only like a Twitter specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to find I, I like, something that's I like the, the I like podcast poppy. That one was good. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that as well, but I'm more than podcasting, you know. Right, so, yeah. right. It was a, it's, it's, it's an ironic. Also, Navi, I'm sorry, but your, your, your name is such a good one. That because I'm Chappelle, Chappelle would be so great. I just, I don't want to steal your idea, but it's so great. No, you can steal it. It's fine. <laughs> what about <laughs> Tiffany's future ex-husband? Ex. See, there you go. <laughs> Too many characters. <laughs> <laughs> just, just get those two characters out there. Yeah, they might fit. Um, How does it feel to be competing with Jacob Jones for the title of Step Okay, Dad? when did he come in and try to thirst over? I was like, Chappelle laid the groundwork preseason. 
preseason and on the first podcast of the season, I said, hello, Tiffany. And I waved in my goofy wave and I had to make mm-hmm. it known. I was like, before everybody knew, before the feeds were on, I had to let people know that this was the correct answer. Jacob Jones wants to be me so bad. He loves me. Um, mm-hmm. Also, between us, I, one of the patrons is trying to give us tickets to the uh, to the boxing, boxing match this yeah next weekend. Wow. So are you going to go? Or do you love yourself I, too much? <laughs> I haven't determined if I love myself enough, actually. And so if Jacob Jones wants to go, this might be a road trip we make, but that's a story for another time. Yeah. Um, ask Vessel if he's a moron in front of the season. <laughs> With the mic? Vessel, uh, we heard you're a moron. Uh, would you like to comment on that? <laughs> no? Uh, Are you sure? <laughs> okay, we heard different, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I don't plan on talking to any of these people. It's COVID out. Ew, gross. Yeah. But I definitely. Some of them probably haven't there. been vaccinated. Honestly, none of them have been vaccinated. So yeah. I'll, but anything, I want to be in the crowd, and I want to take a lot of uh, like uh, notes. We'll say yes. Do a whole podcast on it with Mari and Matt. <laughs> and Jay, my it, tag team partner. Yes, I know it's not wrestling, but it'll work. It's mess. We'll see. It's mess. We love mess. <laughs> I re- I really wish that speaking of wrestling, I really wish that can you Chappelle what the rock is cooking was short. It's enough. so long though. Yeah, it, right. It's way too long. It's like, way too long. But you Chappelle. Chappelle me yeah. maybe. <laughs> Chappelle me maybe. I think Matt Lagory once called me Chappelle B. Corcoran from uh no. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew. It's the worst. <laughs> Who any uh, SpongeBob Matt is also looking for a new Twitter name. So yeah, we're gonna have to start a poll or maybe Renap will take over. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I like the idea of, of Renap branding people. Yeah, I'm here. Like, here like, I am. like like a Twitter brand and not like a like a cattle prod. Oh, like the one on my chest. <laughs> that, it seems so painful. It I mean, it is definitely metal, hot metal. So yeah, it it hurt. <laughs> I'd I'd like to say it didn't, but no, that's how that's how brands feel. They hurt. Yeah, they call me Branded Chappelle. That's my name on Twitter. <laughs> what about Laguda Cheese? Laguda for, Cheese <laughs> for Matt, not for you. Actually, if you want it, you can have it. Laguda. Well, someone someone suggested that we do a joint Twitter account. Laguda oh. Beach, Laguda Lagordi Beach, Lagordi Beach. <laughs> I'm texting him right now. Uh, I'm gonna wake him up. <laughs> wake up. Oh yeah, because he goes to bed at like 8 a.m. 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> the sleepiest man who ever existed. I love him to death. We stand. Uh, I I just had two lines left in in <laughs> my in my notes for this episode. So okay, what's up? After you do that, I do want to comment on your brother's Twitter handle because he is a good one. Uh, which Ooh. okay, not that Sam Davis. Yeah, that's a good one. See, I like that. I'm not that Chappelle. <laughs> Maybe I could do that. No, I mean up to you. It's Maybe. your it's your it's your Twitter. We'll let Robin keep it aside or a poll yeah. or something like that. A bracket, a Brent Steel. Somebody will figure it Ooh, out. I don't know. A bracket would be fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not doing any more brackets because y'all, Navi, tore me apart last time. <laughs> hey, I was just upset about the Pokemon one. That was it. <laughs> I fought for it. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I know. I know you fought for it. I was like <laughs> mad at like the Chester's take because he was like, it's not that great. It's like Chester, you don't know what you're talking we know, about. We've Stop been knew Chester has bad opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chester always wrong. <laughs> uh so this is the point. We finally get Isabella says, I wasn't talking about a rainbow. I was talking about a unicorn. Uh and they're just like, Oh, yeah, sorry. I guess we should have known. 
Uh, and then the the last thing is that uh, Candace and Vanessa see each other in public. They're like, oh, okay. You're yeah. wearing my clothes. They both seemed annoyed, though, like almost as if the other had stolen their clothes. Like, you yeah. have to know this was just a mistake. Yeah. And it's also like uh, both of you chose to put on the clothes that you're currently wearing. <laughs> Yeah, it's no no one forced you to wear this particular outfit. Well, I think you have a good point. This the, uh, this whole episode, you could have made a different decision, and you you could have taken those clothes right right back to the cleaners and said, you know what, this isn't mine. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they swapped out their whole wardrobe for just like each other's standard outfit. I don't know, but they definitely decided to do this on their own, and nobody can be blamed except for themselves. Now, Chappelle, off the top of your head. First podcaster you think of, just say their name. Jacob Jones. Okay, so you and Jacob Jones have to change outfits one day. Yes, Jacob Jones is a fashion icon, okay? <laughs> See, in my head, uh, the first one I thought of was Kirsten. I was like, okay, Chappelle and Kirsten swatch clothes. And then yeah. you wear that leather leather jacket from the BB Can 6 photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Me and Kirsten, we could, we could swap clothes. She, I mean, she you are like twins. Yeah, we are twins and I have big hoodies and she likes those. So yeah, we could do that. But no, I, I got to swap with Jacob Jones here. He's a fashion icon and I stand, you know, I wish I could be as fashionable as Jacob Jones. So he'd probably feel like a bum in my clothes, but he probably could make it work. Yeah. What about you, Felipe? Who's, whose clothes are you switching with? You and Navi? I mean, I feel like Navi dresses comfortably. I rock with that energy. I have sweats and a hoodie every day to work, and I haven't been yelled at yet. So, <laughs> well, your boss is back after a month of not seeing them. How do you know you're not going to get yelled at now? It's fine. Like they have no standards here. <laughs> Did I? I so uh, one time. Uh, this was the last time I was on holiday, and like I just gotten back like the Monday after uh, coming back home from the bus. And like, she was like, the station manager was like, oh yeah, the, one of the justice ministers from the province is going to come up to make an announcement. And I was wearing like a hoodie and a sweats. Cause I'm like, oh, it'll be like a Monday. Like nothing's going to happen. So then I ended up having to go and meet with the minister and interview him for my job in like hoodies and sweatpants. And he was just like in like a nice suit and tie thing. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, we had we had interviews on the radio station in college, and sometimes we'd have like someone fancy from like the Boston like government, and I would be like wearing sweatpants and like uh, looking like a like a homeless person. But listen, <laughs> it was college. I was gonna rock that vibe. No, because you get a pass yeah. in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were in college. Uh, this is like an actual career, I guess that I have. <laughs> And I was like, you were in college. This was last week for me, but okay, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, Will, did we have a cut scene or was it just more Hail Dufania? Uh Yeah, the the uh, um, credit scene was just the, the national anthem again. Yes. Hmm. It's just, hmm. you know, it's just, it's just a choice. Why, for why a great episode, so quick? not the most amazing song. I will say that. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. This is a, a top three song for me. Nevi, you are not depressing two two second uh, as your number one song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Look, it it just tugs at the heartstrings. What can I say? For sure. Um, Chappelle, are you going to stick around for the rankings and the feedback or are you dipping? Unfortunately, I have to dip. It's already late here and I do have to go to my job in the morning, but I I have to do laundry. And so I got some Mm. things to do. Just make sure you you don't wear the wrong clothes tomorrow. 
No, I think I might go goth. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'll see if Jacob Jones will send me an outfit. But thank you guys for having me. Of it's course. been a pleasure. Thanks Where can people fun. keep up with you? Um, yeah, they can follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show for the time being. Hopefully in the next week or two that changes and I can go by something else. But, you know, I'm always around podcasting. Chappelleton. Someone said Chappelleton. And I thought, do I have to exercise for that? What about <laughs> I do my bell Chappelle? My bell? My bell, Chappelle, like my bell. <laughs> okay, someone photoshopped Chappelle's face on Bell from Beauty and the Beast. No, I don't like see, see, that's what I'm we gotta workshop this yeah. more. But I'm taking suggestions. So if you're listening to this and you have not sent me a suggestion for my new Twitter name, you guys, it does not have to be a pun. Chappelle so, you phone. Know, it, Chappelle phone? <laughs> like cell phone. I don't know. See, it doesn't have to be a pun, you guys. Open your minds, give me the examples because right now the top the top uh choices are uh Podcast, Poppy, and because I'm Chappelle, like Navi. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but thank y'all for having me. It's been a blast. Of course, you're always welcome back on this or the Brazilian Dragon uh, mm. anytime. Uh, do you have any? Wait, before you go, uh, you got to plug at least the Never Have I Ever podcast because that was the best yeah. birthday present I got all day. Yes, happy birthday, Felipe. Uh, Sasha Joseph and I uh, did a podcast for post-show recaps where we did an overview of Never Have I Ever, Netflix, honestly, the best show Netflix has ever had. And <laughs> the season two just was released, but for a lot of people have not seen this show, which is probably a hate crime, but whatever. We don't have to get into that. Mm-hmm. So we covered it in the post-show recaps and Sasha has her own podcast called The Silent Podcast, where we will probably be co- covering it episodically, um, yes! p- possibly two episodes per mm-hmm. podcast so we'll try to get through all 20 um podcasts you know you know and in, in very quickly so we're not doing this forever yes. but yeah so we'll be doing that and we'll probably be reaching out for some guests and things of that nature but that's sasha's baby i'm just going to be along for the ride and yeah and As so i appreciate be. yeah but i appreciate everybody for joining us on that journey when it starts hopefully in the next couple of weeks, but we'll see. And I'll keep everybody posted on Twitter as well. So if you don't follow uh, the silent pod at silent pod on Twitter, um, then you, of course, if you follow me or Sasha, we'll be giving those updates as well. Yes. Uh, I, I know you had a lot to get to in that overview, but I was very much looking forward to hearing you two talk about Trent. And then there was no Trent content. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I have a no, lot of, no a lot to I have a lot of the a lot of content. Uh, Trent and I are very similar. Trent <laughs> in high school is who I was in college. Most of the Coyote things girl. He, most of the things he says and does, I can relate to and have mm-hmm. said and or done. And so yep. we will talk about Trent a lot in the silent pod. Um, mm-hmm. Navi, I saw you got excited. You you could join us one day. Just uh, send me a DM. We might have to uh, get you on, but it'll be fun. So hopefully everybody enjoys it and everybody check out Never Have I Ever on Netflix because it's yeah. amazing. Why that, did nobody tell me until the end that the actor who plays Paxton Hall Yoshida is 30 years old? Yeah. Oh, I think I, I've talked about that before. You just probably weren't paying attention. Yeah, I, I didn't know until after I watched all of season two. He's so yeah, old. He, He's so old, and everyone else is like 18, 19, 20. Yeah, my trade was like 17 during the first season, so that was... As if I weren't already enough hashtag team Ben. Yes. This guy's well, too old. We'll, we'll hear my opinions about the, the love triangle. Aren't we all? <laughs> Kamala okay. is, a, is, a, is, a, is a goddess, and, yes. and I love her to death. But yeah, but my, my opinions about that love triangle will be uh, well documented at the yeah. end of the, uh, the month, I'm sure excited to hear them same i'm very excited that was like a great little i was not expecting that because i was telling jess sterling i was like 
someone needs to talk about never have i ever i don't know if it's karen from canada or whoever and or Chappelle, because i saw you tweeting uh I, th- I saw you tweeting with kirsten for sure i don't remember mm-hmm. seeing sasha but i also wasn't on twitter much that week uh but i and then she's like who knows and then boom i was like yes save my awful work day Chappelle. <laughs> sasha. happy birthday thank but you. yeah cool yes but thank you for joining us and yeah follow Chappelle on twitter great follow and yeah. listen yeah. to all the other ninety-five thousand podcasts he has going on i'm a busy man this week thank you guys navi will and felipe i will thank talk you. to you guys later yeah bye friend yeah. Oh, uh, oh before you go Ooh, uh, what's up? last week we had zach on the podcast and we were talking about shack versus and so we were thinking about pitching that yes. to you for the, shack versus. For the rjp rewind i'm sorry excuse me <laughs> <laughs> uh we could talk about it off the pod <laughs> 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 Bye, you guys. Bye, Shell. Okay, we'll take a quick musical break and then we'll be right back to get to our rankings. What are you watching? Oh, it's my favorite kid show from when I were a lad. Oh, they don't make them like this anymore. Pinhead has the smallest head of which I'm aware. It's about the size and shape of a pear. Everywhere the children stare, life's cool and unfair to Pinhead more pointing and laughing, kids. All right, Norm, the anthem, please. In the bay off the coast of the tri-state area floats a country for me and me. It's new, it's bright, and it's founded on spite, and it's everything I dreamed it would be. Does, does it feel like it stops too quick there? We'll work on it. There's a bright, shiny place with a flag that bears my face, and it's floating on an inner tube. Far away from city life, my stupid brother and ex-wife, and it's got an evil attitude. Hell, hell, do you, you know, the stopping is still bothering me. And we are back, everybody. So let's talk some feedback and some rankings. First off, thank you to Chappelle for joining us and being our final guest of the season. Um, That was such a fun time. Chappelle is a legend. So let's get into our feedback. So Giovanni asks us, who looks better with their clothes swap, Candice or Vanessa? And I don't know. Vanessa. Giovanni wasn't here for the pre-show, but hands down, Vanessa. Yeah, I I don't think Candice is quite pulling off the Kim Possible look Um, because she doesn't own it. And and I guess Vanessa doesn't really own it either. But uh, yeah, I think I think all of us when we were younger were were more Vanessa people than Candace people. Exactly. Um, And then Giovanni also says, uh, Hail Dufania might be my favorite season one episode. It doesn't mean it's objectively the best, but I like how meta it is and that will only continue as the series goes on which will make the show even more interesting and funnier than before. Do you think the show gets more meta as it goes along? And I'll add to this. Do we like how meta it gets? Yeah, I think I, I think that's one of the qualities of the show that makes us remember it so much after all these years and makes us want to come back to it is because of how meta it is. Um, and yeah, like I was saying before, 
the the movie is very meta. Uh, I can only imagine that the other stuff in the remaining three seasons of the show is also going to be just as as meta as some of the episodes. Here. If not more. Yeah. Yeah. Navi, any thoughts or should we get to Deanne's email? We can get to Deanne's email. Sorry, I am very tired. It's all good. I, I can relate. Um, we can we can speed through these. Uh, so Deanne says, hello, I was able to cu- pick up a couple of your book suggestions at the local library. Dracula, also Dracula in graphic novel form format, who knew? And the Adventure Zone number one, because I could not possibly start with number four. And then yeah. she has some comments on both episodes. So out of tune, Candace says the control freak is fantastic. I agree that people like a great villain. Do you have a favorite villain? Alan Rickman plays two of my favorites, Hans Gruber in Die Hard and the Sheriff of Nottingham in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. So let's start with that. I have a favorite villain and his name is Scar. Mm. The Lion King, a classic mm, villain. Real, uh, a Hamlet, but a lion. Yes. I think Scar is just like so Simba and fun. Family, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel like villains are like so memorable. There are so many great mm-hmm. ones like uh, Lotso. Mark uh, Hamill's Joker is is my favorite villain. I, I kind of grew up on Batman the Animated Series. So anytime Mark Hamill does the voice of the Joker. is. I also love Killmonger um, yeah. as a villain. Like get out of here with all those Thanos simps. I'm a Killmonger mm-hmm. stan. Regina George, great villain great villain um troy and gabriella great villains because <laughs> mm. sharpay's the hero yeah. um Gru, a great villain the minions even better mm. I'm trying to think i feel like there's a lot of like more anti-heroes these days but yeah i feel like an outright fun villain like the some of the best disney villains are like iconic uh the the fairy godmother in shrek an iconic villain so, yes. Yeah. She needs Navi. a hero. More than ever a hero to the end of the night. Navi, what about you? Yeah, I usually think of like the classic animated Disney films. Like Maleficent was always my favorite from like a very young age. Mm-hmm. Ursula's great. Um, Cruella. I, I, yeah. And I've especially I've really appreciated Ursula after watching like a bunch of John Waters movies with Divine in them. Yeah. So like that kind of adds to that. Yzma's great. I oh, think Yzma's love really Yzma. underrated. Oversight on my part to not mention Yzma. Yzma, Yzma famously my Disney Plus profile avatar. Yes. Speaking of Nathan, you got to get on that still. <laughs> I think he still has the profile that says profile. Yeah. We now have enough profiles added to it where we've, we've hit our seven. Uh, Just so change I the think, profile to Nathan. Yeah, I think his is still profile. Yeah. Okay, next question from uh, Deanne. It takes Candace a beat to notice the psychotic rant portion of the message. That's not a question. That's a statement, and that's my bad for advertising it as a question. Um, Deanne also says, and and a yes. funny moment of the show. I thought Perry and Doof doing the jive was cute. Ah, nemesis is what the heck is the plural of nemesis? Nemesis. Nemesis. Okay. For future reference, Deanne, it's nemesis. I think I have a splinter in my finger, and that's really bothering me. Um, Anyways, hail Dufania. Doof is lucky Isabella didn't catch him using her catchphrase. Not you too, Norm. I never noticed before that Vanessa's friend, friend's name is Lacey. Just another way their lives are very similar, but not quite the same. Perry uh-huh. in the cone was funny. Doof's concern was touching. He even waits a bit for Perry to show up. 
The self-destruct button by Ferb is classic. All the little crossover, I couldn't think of a better word for it. Elements from the main story to the Perry plot were very funny. You did it. Season one. Congratulations. Have a great oh, week. Yeah. Deanne. Thank you, Deanne. Deanne's the best. Yeah, we, uh, I, I agree with all of these points here. They're, yes. they're all uh, like the little details of the show that make it very good. As Chappelle um, would say, points were made. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, love that, that she's checking out the Adventure Zone. It's very cool. I, I hope you're enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I, I am very glad that she is too. We love when the listeners interact with the content that we plug. Yeah. Um, so should we get into the, the rankings? Let's do it, baby. Innators, Will, where do you have the dance innator? Um, surprisingly high. Uh, number 13. I, and number 13, and it could go higher. I, I, like, it's not in the least evil no, it maybe could be used that way, but it's so funny. I, I love the, the ray that makes people dance. Uh, so I have it all the way at number 13. I have it even higher. No, that's a lie. I have it at 14. My bet. <laughs> False advertisement again. Uh, 14. I just feel like it's so memorable. And the fact that like, well, when we do this next week, uh, some things might be moved around. So Navi, what about you? I have it at number 11 between the Atomic Leaf Blower Inator and the Concoction Brewinator. I agree with Will that it could potentially go up depending on how I feel about it. I mean, the season one review is next week, so I still have time to marinate on it, I guess, but not as much as I've had for other innators. But um, yeah, I'll just put it there for now and yes. see how it next week. Okay, and then are we ranking both the Rainbow Inator and the Dufania? I rank the Rainbow Inator on the Finis and Ferb. So. Okay, good idea. So let's go to Dufania. Nabby, let's start with you. Well, where do you think I have Dufania? Number one. Uh, yeah, I'd say pretty high. Oh, no, number two, because Norm's number one and it's petty. No, I have it at number five between mm. Norm and the Poopinator. Because, nice. like, I have all of the food-related ones at the top, and then I have Norm, and then, like, everything else afterwards. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. I, however, did have it at number two, right behind Norm. Uh, and, and this was close, which one was going to be one and two. These are a close one and two for me. These are, are both very iconic. Uh, I One of the things I remembered about this episode was it had a funny national anthem to this country that he made. Um, yeah, I, I, I love this. It's, it's funny. It's petty. It, it hits, it hits both marks for me. Yeah. I have Dufania for, I think the long names, Norm is obviously number one for me. And then the long names, like the giant robotic penguin, icy freezer socks off breathinator thingy. And the who's crying now and inner slash who's blended by the sandinator. were just like too funny for me to like move down. But Dufania is so petty. <laughs> And I love it. And like he takes what uh, Doctor Doom did and made Latveria, and even made it even better because he named it after himself. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so let's move on to the. I know what we're gonna do today. Slash inventions. Slash activities. Um, the what was the first? Oh, the cartoons, the animation studio. Will, let's start with you again. Um, for the okay, cartoon studio. I think I had it pretty decently high. Yeah, I have it at number 11. It's right outside the top 10 for me. 
I think it's really cool. I think I think they like I I would like to be able to make a cartoon of myself, or at least I would like for somebody else to make me into a cartoon, which is kind of what this little machine does. Is they just put in the character they want to be, and it makes the cartoon for them. Um, yeah, I, I grew up on superhero shows. Always wanted to be a superhero. So I, I think this is really cool. I have it at number eleven. See, I didn't know how to take this because I'm like, I would love to make these, but then if I end up making these, then I'm like, isn't this just my job? So can I even put that? But then also, there's lots of cheat codes with the chickens and the and the monkeys and like you don't actually do any of the work. So I'm club conflicted. Navi, do you have, know where you're going to put it yet? Because if you do, then I'm going to go after you. Yeah, so I'll just tell you both of the inventions because they're back-to-back. So mm-hmm. I have cartoons at number two. Uh, number one is still getting a sandwich. Uh, and number three is uh, the Rainbowinator because it involves the least amount of effort. You just shoot out a rainbow and then look at it, and it's great. Love that. Um, I think I'm going to put Animation Station at 19, right under Lazy Day, because in theory, I feel like if it does all the work for you, then it would have it higher. But if you if you do the animation yourself, then it feels like it's more work than Lazy Day. And I feel like if that ends up being my job, like creating these stories, then mm. like the Lazy Day, at least I do nothing and th- so actively. But um, and then just to follow Navi's lead, I put Rainbow Nader at 30, right under the ice cream uh, just because I feel like it's like in that vein, but not as delicious. So, Will, where do you have the Rainbow Inator? Uh, I have it at number 40. Oh. Uh, Whoa! Because it wasn't supposed to be that. It was supposed to be Vanessa or, or Isabella wanted to see a unicorn, um, but uh, it, it was made because they didn't listen to their friend and what she actually wanted. Um, so I have it at 40. And I'm sticking to it. Stick. Standing up for Vanessa. Hashtag justice for Vanessa. Love that. Hashtag hoochie vet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, anyways, we don't have any dupe backstories this episode, I don't believe. No. So we go straight for, to... For an episode where we do have an anime-like sequence... No tragic anime backstory. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so songs. So I'll start off. Are we counting the Pin Pinhead Pierre song? Because that was the only song in the first episode, right? Yeah, I I have Pinhead Pierre and the Dufania National Anthem. So I'll go first with Pinhead Pierre. I put at 47, right below Shimmy Jimmy, above the Lead the Bus into Us. It's a jingle, so I put it in that tier. Um, I think it's less memorable than Shimmy Jimmy for me, but it's more memorable than Lead the Bus into Us. Mm-hmm. William? 45. It's below the She's Candace dream song where they rhymed Candace with She's like the Venus de Milo, except she's not armless and handless. Uh, which I it, it, still 25 episodes later remember how funny that rhyme was to me. Um, and it's right above the, the dumbass animal song. Yeah. Hey, don't diss it. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> I, I was going to call the song by its name, but then I remember you had it ranked very high, so I, I wanted to disparage it. <laughs> Just for that, when we get to the season one review, I'm keeping the two meme songs up there <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> for the yeah. rest of this podcast. <laughs> Navi, where do you have the... What song is it? Pinhead Pierre. 
I was going to say, I'll be honest. I had to re-listen to the song while we were talking about the, I know what we're going to do today because I forgot it. I didn't remember it either, but I just remember it wasn't as iconic as Shimmy Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Y'all good news. Good news. Yeah. I'm cleared for work tomorrow. My COVID test came back negative. Negative. Yeah. My weekly one. Don't worry. I don't have to take one just because I thought I had COVID. I had, we have to take one every week. So good news, everyone. Anyways, Navi, where do you have the, the pinhead pier? I have it at number 50 between The Good Life and It's Summer for basically the same reason as well. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. And then next up, we have Hail Dufania. So, Will, you go first because I feel like you you have a take. Hail Dufania. I, I enjoyed this song, but uh, I think it gets points taken off because like uh, Doofenshmirtz says, it ends a little bit too abruptly. Um, so I have it at 33. Which it's it's still a good song. I enjoy it, but I think it's not really long enough to really get into it. And also, it, it's good for what it is. It is it is a perfect national anthem for this fake country that he's trying to make. Um, but you can't shake your asteroid to a national anthem. Hey. Um, so uh, sorry to Francis Scott Key. No, no, not that one. That one sucks. <laughs> um, I'm talking about the, like, there are some probably out there that you can. I would like to see it. I would like to see it. Yes, tweet at us with the, that's, that should be a 32 fans episode. Best national anthems? Yes. Uh, yeah, I have, I have it at 33. 33 fans, if you will. Yes. Um, I personally have it at 42. I feel like, it's, like, yeah, it's kind of like, not the most interesting. I like the rock songs, like um, the the pin bowling. I like the, all those. I like uh, Let's Take a Rocket Ship to Space, like the slower ones too. I like Truck Driving Girl more. So I just like, I think it's in, around the same tier as Impress My Professor, but it's not as iconic. Thus, I put it at 42 below Go Phineas Go and above 43 in the Animals Go. Cool. Just sandwiched between my meme song and Navi's meme song. Navi? I have Hail Defania at number three between the dirge slash the flying fishmonger and SIMP. I, I guess Doof just really sold it really well with his singing. He showed his passion. He showed his patriotism. Uh, and, and I just really appreciated that as uh, someone who doesn't really have any of those qualities right now. So, Yeah. Um, yeah, with that said, I think we're ready to get to our episodes. Are we ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's start with Out of Tune. Um, actually, I'm just going to preface this to say mine are back to back. So I don't know cool. how close yours are together, but. Um, they're a little bit far away. They're both top 10, but not okay. back to back. Yeah, so I'll, I'll start. I have Out of Tune at number six. Above Traffic Camp Caper and a below Hail Dufania, which is below Does That Duck Bill Make Me Look Fat? I think these are both great episodes and like both very memorable to me from like my childhood. And I think that like maybe helped, but also maybe it's because they were so good that I remember them well. So uh, that's where I have them. Navi or Will, who wants to go next? Uh, I have Out of Tune rounding out my top 10. I have it at number 10 right above traffic cam caper right below got game uh and 
I have uh, Hail Duvania at number three. Uh, I, I have it right behind Flop Stars ahead of the monster of Phineas and Furbenstein. Hail Duvania, I loved how meta it was. I, I loved, we got good bits of a lot of the characters. Um, I guess the, the, the one downside to it was that, that uh, you know, they're kind of stepping on Isabella a lot. Um, but I think it, that was mostly to, to go with the whole flipping it on its head where, where Phineas was kind of taking the Doofenshmirtz role in this episode. So maybe he can afford to be a little bit evil, as it were. E-V-I-L-B-O-I-S. Navi? Uh, so much like Felipe, I also have these back-to-back. I have Hail Dufania at number six and Out of Tune at number seven. Uh, pretty much for the exact same reasons you both have said. These are both really great episodes. Um, I think the season one ended off, not with a bang, but like it was still like a very, uh, it didn't go out in a, in a poopy fart, <laughs> which Whoa. is a plus. Or a belch, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Not not for lack of trying from Buford. Yeah, Buford definitely did try. Um, but with that, I feel like we've completed our rankings. Um, is we've it time to it. start? We've watched wind- the whole season of this damn show. We've done yeah. it. We did it, guys. That's it. Yes. Wrap it all up. We're going home. We're going home. Back to Dufania. Uh, we're um, back next week to do our, our season one recap. We're going to make all our rankings look a little bit cleaner, maybe uh, figure out some, some ways we'll rank the shows in the future. Yeah. Figure out what, what we're going to do in, in season two and beyond. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Uh, so like... get, get ready for an episode full of logistics. Yeah. Yeah. Our fave. <laughs> Very much so. Um, with that, let's start winding things down. Will, tell us about where people can keep up with you and what you have going on EATB, EATB these days. Yeah, so you can you can follow me everywhere at Davis comma Will. Um, if you listen to a podcast that Chappelle was on, the, the RHAP Rewind, you can hear my dumb voice for 30 seconds twice. Um, that was That was very fun. I was very glad that they used my music for this will didn't even want to send it he needed us to to be like go send it he was like it's so stupid i don't know if i want to send it yeah i I meant to tell Chappelle that while while he was here but uh yeah thank you all for for encouraging me to to unsolicitedly send this music in um let's see tomorrow we're we're recording an episode of eatv tomorrow uh probably about the olympics uh, probably some some limpy coverage. Um, yeah, we didn't we didn't have one last week, uh, so that that'll be the next thing. Are TJ and Creative Bobby back? I think so. I think so. Uh, they are they are back from their work trip, uh, and hopefully uh, able to record a podcast together. Um, let's see what else. Uh, you can follow me at Davis Kamawilla. I already said that. Um, I have been watching uh, Mike White's The White Lotus. Uh, that's on my list. I was almost going to plug it without even seeing it because yeah, it looks. The, I want to watch it so badly. The Mike White Lotus. There are there are three episodes out so far. Uh, it's a great show. I hate about ninety percent of the characters. What about um, Alec? Is Alec one of the characters you hate? Um, he hasn't really got much screen time. 
Okay. Uh, all uh, almost all the main characters. You're you're kind of supposed to hate them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's a good show. Highly recommend The White Lotus on HBO Max. Uh, and also Lil Nas X's new song Industry Baby. Uh, it goes. It is. It, I that song's been stuck in my head for a week. Yeah. Industry Baby, good song. Good song. And 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 uh, if you don't like it, you're homophobic. Yeah. Go check out the music video. Highly yes. recommend. Um. Yeah. In terms of you, Navi, what do you have going on these days besides a nice sleep waiting you? Yeah, I'm about to pass out. Uh, you can follow me pretty much anywhere at Cause I'm Navi. I'll try to Clubhouse more often. It's just that I recently had to delete it off my phone because I ran out of space on my phone. So uh, I'll get back to you. You have to be back there Saturday. I guess. For the Survivor South Africa. Yeah, I'll see. Uh, as for pop culture plugs, I'll plug a YouTube channel that is very fresh. And by very fresh, I mean, like, only started making videos like a couple of months ago. It's called Barf Bag. And it basically just talks about uh, Big Brother. There's only two videos out from this person. The first one is about like the different um, like uh, rewards that are that contestants win on the show that take them outside of the house. So it talks about how like Janelle went to go see Two and a Half Men. And Marvin and uh, Bunky and Will and Amy and Jason, all those. Yeah, basically. And then the second video is basically just talking about BB-8 Zach and the dolphin crash shirt that he wears. They're both very funny videos and well edited. I would highly recommend checking out Bark Bay. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. And then me, uh, you can follow me at What the Fleep uh, over at my main squeeze, the Brazilian Dragon Podcast at Brazil Dragon Pod. We're finishing up season two of High School Musical, the musical the series. The finale drops tomorrow. And Jason Curtis Rivera, former guest on this podcast, Caitlin and myself will be chatting it all up. Plus, we'll do a little retrospective in a few weeks after we have time to process the whole season, maybe even get a full rewatch. And yes, you know what that means. The Brazilian Dragon Game season four is going to be in effect with the High School Musical, the Musical, the Series squad there. Um, uh, Also, games, you said. Yes, the mean? Hunger Games. We do it instead of like survivor simulations, we do the Hunger Games simulations on the Brazilian oh, okay. Dragon. Cool. Um, yes, if you want to check out any of the old previous seasons, we did three already. Some wild twists and turns in some of those. Um, and then in terms of the Brazilian Dragon, we also have, we're going back to the Nail movies next week with the great Lindsay Wilson joining us to rewatch the Simpsons movie, which turned 14 this week, in addition to me turning 24. Uh, so that's going to be very exciting. Lindsay has famously never seen it, but she is a big Simpsons fan. She does the Simpsons Then and Now podcast. Um, and Naomi will be there uh, with her shenanigans. And at some point, Naomi and Jacob and I will record Scooby-Doo Goblin King, but TBD on when that happens. Um, yeah. Cool. Speaking of Brain Steals, are, uh, have we announced, are we still planning to do a, a Brain Steal? Let's chat offline. Let's chat offline because my thinking was like, if we're going to do that, let's do like two separate podcasts between the retrospective and the, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I, I thought we were doing next week and you can, you can cut all this out. 
I thought we were doing next week uh, uh, spreadsheet shit. Yeah. And week after that, Brant's doing. That's what I was thinking too. Okay. Cool. Um. So yeah. So yeah. So be on the lookout for for Brant Steele in between seasons one and two from us. Exactly. Um. If anyone. Oh, and pop culture wise, oh. Uh, I don't know uh, something. I don't know. Oh, the In the Heights soundtrack. Sure, mm-hmm. listen to that. I don't know. That's what I've been listening to a lot this week. Um, or or my Venmo. That's my oh, pop culture plug. At what the oh. fleep on Venmo? No, not that. F C H A M O N. But with that said, uh, what's our hashtag, Navi? Hoochie vet. Hoochie vet. vet. Yes. Um, it's it's. Uh, did you plug your birthday week? What What do you mean? It was It was your birthday recently. Oh yeah, that's why you Venmo me. Yeah, that's that's why we're plugging Felipe's Venmo. Yeah. Um. Or if you actually want to put it into something that goes back to the podcast, you can PayPal the Brazilian Drug, and there's links on the stuff. Um. Yeah. Or you can Venmo Will or Navi. I'm sure they would have. Actually, they don't have Venmo in Canada, so you can PayPal Navi. I I I am at Davis Comma Will on all social media. <laughs> And uh, some people see Venmo as a form of social media. Yes. Um, but yeah, with the, and I guess Olympics. Watch that too. Um, yeah. In terms of that, we have finished season one. Congrats, friends. Um, until next Bye. time, hashtag Hoochie Vet, corn dog, corn dog. Yummy, yummy, yeah. yummy. Bye. Bye. What you doing today? I know, you know, what you doing? Isabella Buford, Phineas and Ferb, Candace gonna bust you if you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is with you two today? Are you both okay? No. Navi, is normally like this? Yes. That's <laughs> what happens when you get the late night record. Uh, that's true. <laughs> I have to record when the sun is up next time. <laughs> we're, we're, we're recording at Chappelle o'clock. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> There's squirrels in my pants. Tell me what's making you jump like that. Cause I have these squirrels in my pants. Got no chickens, ain't got no rats.